This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Kimiko Steele of Odin, Zero Aeolus of Fairy, and a special happy birthday to Isabella Drake of Belmont. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more information, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Live from Aorzea. Limit. Break. With your hosts, Unhero. I'm back in black. Carlo. Twice I see Juxtaposition. Chillin', chillin', so much chillin', too much chillin', this is all I'm chillin', 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 chill, 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 boom, 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 chill, boom, boom, chill. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 66. The 3.3 hype is real. I am chilling. I I can tell. <laughs> That's nice. That that ensures that I have to reuse that intro this week. Well, That's yeah, great. of course. Oh, good. <laughs> That's why I did it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us live here on twitch.tv slash limit break radio. We'd love for you to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, and also available on Discord, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Thank you guys for joining us live here today. We're going to be talking all about the 3.3 preliminary patch notes, as well as the interesting Famitsu article that uh, was translated over at Blue Garter and some of the uh, juicy tidbits that I, I think are kind of getting a little bit overshadowed by every, uh, all, you know, all of the hype for 3.3. All the just giant information dump that was laid upon us. Yeah. And well, a big splashy outburst that gets all over your butt. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That's vivid. It's vivid. Does that not happen to you guys? No. Creepily specific. Yeah, that is really, really specific. Well, I hate when that happens. And Apple Nectar in the chat was talking about pooping before, so. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Uh, What I like about the Famitsu articles is they've kind of sort of started to turn into me a a commentary about the patch notes. Because you get a lot of, like, sort of behind the scenes, like, feelings and opinions about, or from Yoshi about certain aspects of it, which I think is really cool. Which, you know, and I don't think that he, and, and I think. This this is specifically because of the language barrier and 
because when you're dealing with a language barrier, you choose your words way more specifically. Mm -hmm. But I think because I think that these articles are a really interesting look and a a very, you know, honest and forthright uh, look from Yoshi P about, uh, you know, about the state of the game. And, yeah, I think it does provide a really interesting dialogue. So we'll be taking a look at that. Shout out to uh, Blue Garter for doing uh, some awesome translating work and hosting the uh, the the translated uh, uh, interview piece over there. Yeah, go Raggins. I Yay. know you probably don't do anything with any of that, but go you anyway. But still, it's it's awesome. You can check that out over at Blue Garter. We'll, of course, have a link to that at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com. I'm sure that uh, Kookie will uh, lay that link down also in the chat room. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we are missing a couple of voices this week. What? Uh, no, there's Papa. Say hi, Papa. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. All right, no, no, stop pa- talking again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pops is back. Welcome back, Pops. We're hey. glad that you're feeling Sorry, good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're also missing Escalia and Nika oh, this shit. week. Oh, shit. Are we? Yes, we are. Oh, Darn! <laughs> yeah, that's that's too bad. Uh, they are at uh, Awesome Con and Colossal Con, respectively. So yeah, because they're colossal douchebags, and we're awesome. <laughs> what? Okay, I tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did you? <laughs> Uh, I, I gave it the good old Escalia try. <laughs> Shameful. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, they are off uh, gallivanting at their respective conventions. So if you're out there, hope you had the uh, chance to meet them while, uh, while you were also out there. So uh, anyway. So you can also feel our pain. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is what they have know. to deal with on a daily fucking basis. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of subjective. I think that maybe the same could be said for us. No, we're the cool well, ones. Yeah, what? No, on. yeah. Oh, yeah, we totally don't give them a hard time, do we? But that's because they're not cool. Oh. If they were cool, they'd be fine. Oh, I mean, okay. Do we give ourselves a hard time? Well, I give you guys a hard time because I don't think you're cool. Do you? Yeah. Do yeah, you, I do. Do you, though? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd call your half chub hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was that time that I almost made you cry. So I don't think that was a real thing. That was a real thing. No, it wasn't yeah, a real it thing. Was a real thing. No. Yeah, it was a real thing. No. Yeah. Anyway. Plus, with, with, the, uh, with the hiring of our most recent intern, honestly, he gets the brunt of everyone's that amazing is, recently. Oh, that is very much you true. You did almost make him cry. Uh, good. <laughs> he deserved it. He thinks he has protected status here. Which, no. No. If anyone doesn't have protected status here, it's say I banned him for seven days once. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just... And and he seemed to think that, you know, that... that Look, I just had to knock him down a peg that, is really what it was. But here's the thing. That's how abusive relationships work. The meaner you are to them, the more they want you. That is... That is sort of true. Uh, it's the at least the programming strategy that we have here is at Limit he Break here? Radio. If he's here, I'll ban him. Uh, probably. Scarra, where are you? He's probably just not speaking because he's terrified now. Okay. Which good. I mean, that was the idea. Anyway, uh, you won't get rid of me that easily. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us live here at Twitch.tv/LimitBreakRadio. Uh, 
He uh, well, man, well, that's not for long. Like I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where is he going to time him out? Uh, so if you'd like to call the show, we're going to be taking a look here at uh, the three point three patch notes and the Famitsu article. If you'd like to call the show and uh, give your opinions about anything in the patch notes uh, or in the uh, interview, then uh, line up now. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord we've got kooky persona hanging out uh waiting to take your calls and firewall uh, yes that's right and uh so anyway so pops uh you were gone last pull up pull up that microphone actually use the microphone yeah for a there change. you go i can use this yeah awesome. yeah yeah for now for, for a couple for minutes right? uh but uh you were gone last week not uh not feeling terribly good feeling better this week 100 percent. that's good yeah all right uh how them t-shirts doing they're all out. They're all, all out. All the t-shirts all are out. out, and no. so are the uh, remaining posters, except for, I think you just gave me the update. The, yeah, yesterday. I was going to say, all of the April things have been sent out. The May ones just got tallied, and mm-hmm. I just sent him the spreadsheet on yesterday, and so he's going yeah. to filter through all that stuff. You, yep. you and your fucking spreadsheets. Awesome. Um, I have an important <laughs> question for you, Papa. Yeah. How many of them did you rub on your balls? I just like how he creepily uh, whispers. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll uh, tell you, but <coughs> you'll be able to tell. The, the ones with skid marks? Let's. Jeez. Oh, There's a couple of Why those. does your balls have skid marks? I was going to say, what? <laughs> He's an old man. Man. Uh, I mean. It's like your skin just like fall off. Look, just, well, hey, just give, give, give it like two more years and you will find that your balls rest in toilet water on a far more regular occasion than you're comfortable with. Yeah. It is a true, true horrible, thing. Horrible yeah. thing. Are you to that point already? I am 31 years old, and uh, yeah. Balls are dragon. That's for, right. For the record, I am also 31, and my balls have not touched the water yet. Thank well, you're you still waiting for them to drop? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, you almost have to hover over the toilet. Uh, all right. So uh, why don't we... Uh, so, so Pops, yeah, uh, yeah. because you're back this week, uh, and we're down Escalia and Nika, you're stepping up to the big leagues. Excuse me, chat. Excuse me. Alrighty. Jim Hardcore says, this is what happens when the lady of the show is gone, when the ladies... Of the show, that's right. Okay, plural. equal representation. That's if right. that's what Escalia is feeling Today, at that time, obviously. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, pops, we're gonna have you uh, step up to the plate and uh, fill in for both of them. So right. uh, we're gonna ask you all the raid questions, and we're gonna ask you all of the gender questions. So. And, sure. And if you make any good points or jokes, we're gonna credit them to the other hosts. That's right. We're just gonna absorb them. So okay. anyway, let's uh, take a look at what is going on in. FF14 News. This is a limit-breaking news update. Which, of course, is the preliminary patch Which notes. Which is everything. For patch 3.3. Uh, and, man, we should just dive right in. Uh, Kahlo, you want to uh, you want to start us off here? Nope. No. <laughs> because I have no idea how to turn Juxta's fucking uh, Yeah, hit the power on. button. Wow. Where's the power it's button? It's on the top. Is that it? Oh, God, I got it. You are I got terrible. It. The top of the top. Look at look why what happens. It, why we, isn't it unlocking? We're down two people. Just got just it. You swipe. Falls apart. New main scenario quests have been added. Oh, good. And that, then I'm we glad have some, that that took three minutes. We so. have some really cool pictures of... Look, look at it. What's that fucking shit on his face? Uh, it, Jizz. I, I'm, no, I mean that's gonna end. Could up, be dirty, the dragon, right? Escape. 
I, it's like red. It's like he's corrupted. Yeah. Bloody, red, bloody jizz. Well, remember he does. He does. That happens at thirty-two. Transform not just into <laughs> Nidhog, but that thing that sort of looked oh, like nail as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, the the second picture here with uh, Elf and I looking at the sky that reminds me of the way that uh, Ifrit's summoned in early on in the one point or in the two point main story quest. Which is okay. One of my favorite cutscenes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, not a whole lot of quests, like actual quests in the what? MSQ. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. There's Spoilers! The very last quest you get from Emmerich, so he doesn't die. Yeah. Well, what if he dies at the end of that cutscene? He's not going to. Mm. Mm. I doubt it. Mm. I very much doubt it. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they've added. Uh, that's dumb. Not reading that. <laughs> the uh, main scenario <laughs> quests: eggs over queasy. Oh my god! Yeah, well, they, they okay. So That's they an excellent quest. Adjusted some of the main scenario yeah. quests, some um, of the early ones. The new Chronicles of an Air quest have also been added. They've uh, added in some Warring Triad stuff, which, from the pictures, I don't think this. We're not. I don't think we're going to get another member no, of the Warring I Triad. It's just no, a continuation not. of the storyline, right? Which is bringing Hydra Van Regulus. Back to us. I think that that's pretty interesting, though. I've got to say that uh, I, I think that that's one of the most unexpected parts of the patch. Really? Is that we're getting any kind of warring triad stuff at all. I mean, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because basically the way that I look at it is the warring triad now is what the Shiva and Ishgard stuff was in 2.0. It's right. helping direct us to whatever's going to come next. Um, no, I well, but the thing is, is I expected to go from one warring triad member to the next oh, directly. Oh, like each time would just be a new member. Yeah, so and we would get a... what surprises you is this stuff with Regulus in between them. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh, the fact that we're getting a little bit more uh, of a Garlean focus when we... They have been very Boy, much dark yeah. through a lot of the 3.0 storyline. Yeah, just kind of popping up here and there. Yeah, so... Those I've, meddlesome Garleans. I, I'm kind of excited for this. This I was not expecting this, so uh, I think that that's great. Yeah, and I assume we're going to be fighting Regulus, which should be interesting, because the last time that we fought him was in the Ethereal Chemical Refinement Plant. Right. He was a pushover. Uh, where yeah. we kicked his ass, but at the same time, we didn't really defeat him. He was just kind of like, alright, I'm out. I'm, I'm going to yeah, go he, now, guys. He pieced, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm interested in learning more about his character, because I think he's the first Garlean that's actually kind of spoke to me at any kind of level. Like, otherwise, usually I'm just he's like... He's kind of a badass. Yeah, usually I'm just like, Garleans, come on. <laughs> really? Again? And keep in mind, we, we did see the appearance of the Emperor, so we know that he's yeah. in play in 3.0, but yeah. we don't the know in what capacity. Emperor. Yes, the, the new capacity. Son. Yeah, the new the new Emperor, that's right. Uh, also being added, of course, is the Weeping City of <laughs> The Weeping City of Mycock. Well, explains why I don't, it's I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, there's a picture here of uh, a little Taru hugging the shit out of Kate. Better yeah, killing it. Uh, it. It a little bit of rem- reminiscent of uh, Elmira from Looney th- <laughs> Tiny Tunes. Yeah. Tiny Tunes. That is Tiny Tunes. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, new side story quests have also been added. Uh, the Paths Ye Walk. Um, <laughs> we walk, not ye. Oh. Well, ye, ye. Are, ye are also going to walk it. <laughs> the Path Yeezy Walks. Uh, now, and, and this actually leads up to Nidhogg's Rage. Um, well, th- I think, it, it, and we'll get into this a little bit in the uh, Famitsu article, but this is, I think, the series of quests that will give us a retrospective on the Heavensward storyline. And probably, 
lead up to? Do you think that Nidhogg's rage is the extreme version? I think so. Uh, it, well, possibly. I, what I am most interested about, uh, see, and I think the way that they could do this really, really well, because if this is just a straight uh, recap of the Heaven's Word storyline, then I'm I'm going to bet that this will probably be the only prerequisite moving forward into 4.0. Uh, I don't think it'll be like a straight recap, so to speak. What I hope. But it'll serve as one. What I hope is that we'll actually get to go back and see the cutscenes through the perspective of uh, uh, of um, Nidhogg. That'd be interesting. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Hmm. We're going to echo Nidhogg? Yeah, uh, that would, I, I mean, you know, that would be the most interesting thing to me. I don't want to see just like a straight, you know. One-sided view. Yeah. A recap. Yeah, like. I don't think it's going to be a straight recap. I think probably each of these cutscenes is going to focus on a different character's perspective of Maybe. I, I just, I think. It would also be cool to see some of the stuff that Ysail went through. Like maybe, that's you know, true. convincing Race Valgor to take her to that, you know, the final scene where she gets blown to fucking smithereens and That's we never true. see her again and I think, she basically sacrificed herself for absolutely nothing yeah i but i think a lot of specifically nidhogg's motivations are are fairly cloudy especially going back into the historical context because he seems to set up a lot of the events that lead to the initial dragon song war and i also think it would be interesting to see it from the perspective of astinian as well like just straight up see it from Astinian's point of view uh, after being consumed by Nidhogg because that's an internal struggle that we have not been exposed to at all and this would be a perfect place to do that. Yeah, I think your hopes in that case might be a little high. I, I think, honestly, mm, I don't see you're, you're a not whole wrong. lot of motivation coming from Nidhogg besides just the rage. Like, all right, you know, they killed Red Atoska and took my eyes after we were supposed to be friends with them. Now I just want to burn everything. Yeah, except Awkward. except he was kind of uh, <laughs> he he was a bit of a manipulator in terms of the events leading up to uh, Radatasker's death. Was he? Yeah. I, I if I remember the cutscenes and some of the dialogue, I was like, I feel like Nidhogg is setting this up from behind the scenes. Interesting. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it it seems like he was playing race Valger in the scene in, in the scene that they share together. And I don't know. I I think that there are some undiscovered. Uh, I might have to look into that because I always got the feeling like the piece was fine and it was the it was the humans it was the well the guardians that fucked everything up basically. I I, f- I feel like I I f- I feel like Nidhogg sort of was the deceiver here so oh. yeah I, I don't know that may be i, I mean it may just be just like a hire to blame the dragons <laughs> <laughs> it may be that we're you know uh six seven eight months out of the last time i viewed the cutscenes, but yeah if i remember correctly that was my impression at the time so i think it would be interesting to explore the motivations of nidhogg and and Astinian as a character and and actually as you know a combined character mm-hmm. and I think that that would be a good lead into whatever Nidhogg's rage is. I hope that we see the Dragon Song War from the perspective of the Mughals. <laughs> right, just hiding in a cranny the entire time. Right, For once in a while you see like an adventurer run by and he kind of stops and turns around and just gets all like exhausted and just stomps off. All in. dumbasses. <laughs>
I mean, we haven't used the echo a lot. I mean, that would be perfect useful. Well, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. We haven't. We also have Hildebrand is coming back. Juxta, hey. how excited are you? Hey. No, he's your buddy. Hmm. You want to do him? What? There are what? there are two quests. There's always two quests. Dose. Though. It just depends how long the quest. Are. One of them is triple question mark. Do you think we're going to get a battle with it? I think that would be cool. Have we gotten a bet? We've had what uh, two Hildebrand quests so far? Like like two patches worth? Right? Yeah. No. No. Like queuable battle. Wait, is, 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 is that right, have, Juxta? Did we have two? Pa- Two Hildebrand so far in 3.0? No, I think I we've know, had one. Oh, yeah, so, so this is only the one. second one. Yeah. And didn't you mention that in 2.0, we got to fight every other one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe. So maybe the, the even yeah. Hildebrands will actually get fights. Okay. Now, I, I actually haven't... I've started this Hildebrand, but I haven't finished it yet. Is there anyone off the top of your head right now that you think we could end up fighting? <laughs> I have no idea. No, I... Actually, the last, the last line was so unmemorable that I don't even know who they were setting up to be the antagonist. So is there? If there is I one, it'll probably just be completely know. out of left field. I think all we know for like new characters is that guy that's following us around because Hildebrand is a person and <laughs> and Gigi. I, I, oh, yeah, Gigi. Yeah, there's Gigi. I mean, but that's the that's the only thing. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't Who knows? <gasps> Maybe we get to fight Gigi and Steiner. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to fight a black mage. We are also seeing the uh, introdu- the introduction of the next quest of the or the next leg of the anima weapons. A dream <gasps> fulfilled. We, like, Thank why do God. we keep finding all these like casters and mages to help us with the animal weapon? The animal weapon. Well, I mean, look look at them. It's like that's just the same robe, but one's black and one's white. I want my animal weapon to be a cheetah. I'm I'm pretty interested in the fact that oh, the be a Puma. NPC is an Ora. We haven't seen very many Ora NPCs. She's actually been walking around idly shower. Wait, run really? Mm, yeah, randomly. Really? Yes. Really? really? Yes. Oh, that's do cool. You, do you have proof? Is it down that corridor? It's uh, I don't know. Not it's just corridor. down random corridors. Mm, okay. That's I think she's actually. Well, I don't know about this one in particular, but there's an Ora that has that same cloak, and she's dark skinned. With white hair. Now that's just, racist. I was say, dark skin. What are you trying to say? Hey. I'm saying that there's a lot of all aura in in quest. I'm saying there's a lot like of it. those people. There you go, racist. Uh. So uh, they do have a picture here, though, of uh, the UI that we're going to be using uh, for the next step. Um, and there's a picture of a little fairy-looking thing, which I assume is the voice within our... Yeah, it seems to be the thing the that soul. keeps... Yeah. The yep. female voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, it well, looks like the, the items we're going <laughs> to be on. getting uh, are called treat sand or treat crystals or something. And uh, you can add to the resourcefulness, which is piety. Oh, actually, it's pronounced trie. It's uh, French. <laughs> Attentiveness, which is accuracy. Uh, explosiveness, critical hit rate. Steadfastness, determination, and swiftness, which is skill speed. And uh, uh, we, we also know that whenever you, you treat a crystal, whenever you go to like add to this, uh, normally you'll get three things added onto it, like three points, I guess. But uh, every once in a while, you do have a chance that randomly you could, you could get five. Now, what I actually think Yay, is Jesus. Cool, what I think is cool looking at this is we know that our relic weapon is going to be determining a personality, and each of these stats is kind of like labeled with a type of personality trait. 
You know, that's interesting. That's I, I didn't notice that. Uh, the resourcefulness, attentiveness. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, so basically every animal weapon is going to be a very explosive, steadfast person <laughs> who, who's also attentive. A little, a little attentive. A little not, attentive. not much. Not too attentive. Not too much, but definitely explosive and pretty steadfast. And never resourceful. Never resourceful no. and never swift. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Unless you're bad. Well, if you're bad, then yeah, you can have yep. a bad... <laughs> uh, it should also be noted too that uh, they are going to uh, make it like like before with the 2.0 relic weapons. It wasn't until the end that you could start picking up the replicas. Apparently, you're gonna be able to pick up the replicas uh, as you right, go almost, along. Yeah, oh, yeah, right away. Catering yeah. to casuals. Lol. Um, yeah. Well, hang on. Uh, something about the the points. We're not talking about stat allocations. We're talking about filling the bar. <laughs> filling the stupid. Bar. Filling the bar from zero to one twenty. Right. I think so. Okay. I so so. so it's not it's not someone is at the end of this going to end up with different stat allocations or boosted stat allocations, but that there's still point allocations to go between all of the different categories for the overall 240 Maybe, because points. if you look at the top, there's also that growth chart where it says zero it's out of 240. 240. Yeah, there's 240 yeah. overall points, and I think what that means is that like you just get a, you know, a bit of a bonus. Uh, every once in a while, so you think think as we grow them. Like once you have, let's say, a hundred points, you then just get to get to choose down there where you put the hundred points. Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the and the occasional boost is not an actual like boost in stats, but just filling the gauge to right, its completeness. Right. Uh-huh. So, do you think with the plus minus there, you can um adjust at will, or is it a one time thing? You think? Uh, that is actually a good question. I wonder if you can change the allocation as you go, because, yeah, there is a plus and a minus. And I think you would probably just lose the treat sand or the crystal sand. sand. Let's see. Underneath, it does say uh, items necessary to enhance animal weapons can be reviewed by accessing all those notes in your inventory. Enhancements to animal weapons can be transferred to recondition animal weapons by completing the quest A Dream Fulfilled. Any physical damage, magic damage, strength, dex, vit, and and mind attributes on your animal weapon will be transferred over to your reconditioned weapon and will be raised to a value uh, befitting a new item level. Please note that all of the attributes will be replaced by those awarded uh, upon completing the quest. Okay, so based on that, I feel like what they're saying is that your weapon won't actually get all the new stats as you go, like they did as we put Materia on in 2.0. Right. right. Mm. That instead, once you complete it, then they go on to your weapon. Once your bars are all filled, then you complete the quest, and then... They all go on at one time. Right. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Uh, they've also increased the drop rate for Luminous Crystals, which is required to undertake the first quest, Soul Without a Life. So, cool. I guess Malkyria can finally, maybe, get off of step one of her animal weapon. Doubtful. Zing. Lol. Uh, new story quest has been adding Storming the Hall, which I assume is Hallbreaker? Uh, yeah. No, actually. No. Players must first complete the main scenario quest, Heavensworth, and the quest King of the Hall. <laughs> is King of the Hall because I don't think the I, first Hallbreaker? I, I don't think that the Hallbreakers have anything to do with the MSQ. I know Sorkai does. Uh, n- n- not MSQ, but uh, I. Th- oh, the main scenario. Qu- Wait, it's a side quest. Or- yeah, maybe that is the quest for Hallbreaker. Okay, right. yes, all right, all right. yeah, okay. So that's yep, yeah. that's the Hallbreaker quest. There you go. 
Uh, the location of items players must retrieve for certain quests and training myths have been adjusted. Okay, and <laughs> it looks like basically um, for what must be the Moogle quests, they've just made the uh, search area smaller. I think what that is implying is that you'll find what you're looking for in the dead center instead of like off in the side. You know what I mean? Because it was like they would appear on like the borders of that Mm -hmm. area. So, Uh, by the way, just so you guys know, uh, there is some weird weather going on in the area. So if anything happens, we do apologize. It's a little bit beyond our control, Um, but just kind of let you know uh, ahead of time, just in case. So uh, it's a little beyond our control if it was normal weather we could control that. that's right but when it's weird and we've it's, it's it's out of our hands sorry also the moogle beast tribe quests have been added to the churning mist oh great yeah, yeah. Uh, please note that unlike previous beast tribe quests, only disciples of the hand will be allowed to progress through the moogle beast tribe storyline yeah nika all the necessary <laughs> crafting materials will also Would be provided you get to, to see them flying quest. on the qu- on like, the trailer just like the exile that was quest why nika like too impression. yeah Yep. Um, any experience received upon completion of the Moogle main quests and daily quests will be adjusted accordingly. Uh, so, yeah, basically the whole little storyline here is that the Moogles are working with the Wyverns slash dragons to rebuild all of the uh, the palace and stuff out there. So Who gives a shit? Maybe the reason that you're going around bombing shit, Nika, is because we have to clear out the fucking enemy so that we can build shit. Gosh. Rogadins. Right? Seriously. Those people. <laughs> uh, the following <laughs> items can now be purchased from the Vanu Vanu Beast Tribe vendor, and it shows the Vanu gear. Which, come on. I why would you? <laughs> I, I un, unless it was diable. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that they made it so that the each piece is like its own thing and not like just like the body is everything. I think that that actually leads to some kind of cool glamour possibilities. Exactly. Like. like with the Vanu, like the feet might be cool. Maybe the hands, the head is dumb. Uh, but the the Nath stuff, yeah, uh, especially that body piece, McCree looks glamour, cool. <laughs> I gotta say, it looks pretty cool. Did you guys see Duty Commence last? No, <laughs> no. I mean, they Why? had some pretty interesting stuff about the uh, the Vath, where they showed what the mount actually looks like without the armor. It looks uh, pretty cool. You can actually see what the mount looks like without the armor if you do the Vath storyline. Like if you actually do oh, the quests, yeah. da, 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 I, I haven't done it, so I. Well, oh, there you go. gee, we are so surprised. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thanks, yeah. thanks, uh, fill-in endgame correspondent. All right, well, <laughs> give me a drink. Okay, <laughs> me too. Go do something you're good at. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll drink. <laughs> All right, can I? Uh, I still have half of mine, but fill it up. They and apparently you can also go back now and do the Ixali, uh dailies and get grade four gathering and crafting materials. So you know, welcome to patch three point two. Mm. Well, I mean, hey, now they're these are still worth something. Yeah, presumably. they sell they sell pretty well, I think. So well, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta do a high wood and Ishgard. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, also going to start giving you a warning that you will not receive any reputation. That's good. That's kept. a t- that's a nice low quality. No, of life that's right there. catering to casual. All you have to do is pay attention. Yeah, just look at how much reputation did you get. Or you got- notice whenever you turn in the one that gives you your final bit of reputation, a new quest pops. Yeah, up right that's next the to only you. thing is that is is if the cla- if the quest isn't flagged directly next to me, I'm like I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> how am I going to lord over people that I'm like one day ahead of people? 
if everyone can do that now. Oh, uh, also, here's another good good news for you, Nero. Uh, reputation of points awarded for completing all of the old ones have now been increased. Yeah, I saw so that. So if you wanted to go and do those, you know, get caught up on some of those cool quest lines. I don't. Faster. I don't. Go faster now. I don't. A lot faster. Don't. You gotta go fast. The duration of the transparent effect uh, granted during the following quest has been increased. <laughs> Casual. Uh, <laughs> Silflin Sting. No, that's yeah. uh, that was everyone's fucking... And uh, also, the icon for quests unlocking new features or duties has been changed. Now like that. they that's, have that's a little. That's good. A little that's plus. a nice. That's yeah. that's nice. It'll at least now you'll know. Oh, I should do that if I want something new. Something yep. cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess they've added more sparkles to the destination marker effects that appear during quests. I, you know, if I had to guess, I think they probably just made them bigger. You know what? They should like have like a giant beam of light going straight up in the air. <laughs> that would make things a lot easier. It would make it a lot easier, but it would also make it really dumb. Okay. <laughs> New airship routes have, from Ishgar to the Gold Saucer in each of the three city-states have been added. Now, see, you know what this tells me? This tells me that the Steps of Faith are going to get fucking destroyed and we can't go into Ishgard through that uh, bridge anymore. Spoilers. Uh, what's the point? Once you get to the Aetherite, then... Well, I mean, I'm saying... Uh, if it says airship routes will become accessible upon completing the 3.3 main scenario quest. So, yeah, it sounds like it's like a... a what if you get all the way through 3.3 and you still don't have the Ishgard Aetherite and you teleport away? What are you going to do then? Never be an Ishgard again? Yeah, because you're bad. That'd be fair. But this is Square <laughs> Enix. But they w- Square Enix can never lock anyone out of something like that. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? So, spoilers. I mean, it's such a... Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, it's such a stark difference going through a Dark Souls game versus playing Final <laughs> Fantasy. Because Final <laughs> Fantasy, it's like no one can ever get locked out of anything ever. And with Dark Souls, it's like if you didn't look... it's It feels like a little bit like FF11, where it's like if you didn't look it up on the wiki and like you do this one specific thing, it fucks you for the rest of the playthrough... Like, like that quest line is just done. Like you can complete the game, but that quest line you'll never. Does anybody else get like this vibe from a Nero that he's like this hipster? Whenever anything game related comes up, he's like, "Well, I mean, that's cool and all, but because of playing Dark Souls, this uh, is my better I know. opinion." I know it is. It is. Uh, it is pretty bad. I'm gonna and, have... and you know what? It took until Dark Souls three for Nero to even get on. I know. The Dark, Dark Souls, Souls train. train. Yeah. Hip it's train, it's hip even. Train. It's even worse. I'm Riding hang, that I'm, Dark Soul dick now, aren't I'm you? I'm a hanger on. I'm terrible. Bandwagon. Yeah. Why don't you go play Battleborn? Bandwagon <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is broke down, this. fell to a pit. It's <laughs> exploded. I can do this all day. <laughs> That's a quote from Battleborn. I know that because I've seen the fucking trailer like 900 <laughs> times. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> but you didn't know that because no one has ever played it. Ooh, get hyped! That's why I had to explain it. I, I, I did hear, though, that a lot of Battleborn commercials have been coming up on Overwatch content, which is hilarious. <laughs> that is really funny and also really obvious. God damn it. <laughs> Just stop, guys. Seriously. Uh, treasure hunts. The Aquapolis has been added. Excuse me. It's pronounced the Aquapolis. The Aquapolis <laughs> has been added. Aquapolis. The Aquapolis, Aquapolis is a special <laughs> instance that can be accessed <laughs> <laughs> after finding and opening treasure coffers obtained from Dragonskin treasure map. Uh, maps. Players will have the chance to explore long abandoned ruins filled with treasure. treasure. A test treasure. of skill and luck. Players will be required to what? fight their way to the final chamber 
to reap rich rewards. Which reward? We witchy rewards. I want witchy rewards. <laughs> Entering the Aquapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Players will have the this. Chance. Is the worst name? Like it really is. Jeez. There's not even water. any water in there. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, that must have been like some type of like weird translation error. No, it, it. I think what it is meant to imply is that they were once used as aqueducts. I think that's what it's meant to. Just imply. stop. And now it's a metropolis for a metropolis for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, Juxa. Thank you. You so when continue. you uh, open up a treasure chest, uh, you will have a fifty percent chance that. Uh, a portal will spawn and then you have 10 minutes to enter that portal so that's okay. cool huh. uh progressing through the aquapolis uh treasure chests located in the aquapolis are armed with traps which when triggered will release enemies from their cages upon defeating them the player who used the dragon's gonna treasure map will be able to open the treasure chest and retrieve the reward and a vault key within the vault key can be used to open one of the two available doors should your party be lucky enough to choose the correct one you'll be allowed to progress onto sub subsequent chambers and eventually fight your way into the final chambers uh players will be removed from the aquapolis should one of the following occur the wrong vault door is chosen. Want want. There are no party members present on the battlefield when enemies are released and the chamber is sealed. Please note that during the battle, incapacitated party members will not be returned to the starting area and must be revived using either actions or items. In the event the party is defeated, all the players will be removed from the Aquapolis and cannot re-enter the instant. So, stock up on those Phoenix Downs. <laughs> rewards. There are three tiers of rewards in the Aquapolis. Chambers 1 through 3 contain the lowest tier of rewards. Chambers 4 through 6, the second tier, and the final chamber contains the highest tier of rewards. Players will also be granted rewards of a higher grade upon defeating rare enemies that may appear. That's kind of cool. That, interesting. Although they ha Square Enix has remained very mum about what the rewards will oh, be out well, here. Oh, well, wait till we get to the Famitsu article. Yeah. We get a little uh, bit of insight into that. Uh, it says the acquisition do, rate for do items... They? they do. They do. Do, do, do they? Yeah. The acquisition rate for do. items that can be obtained through each of the eight maps has been adjusted. Uh, enemies guarding the treasure yielded by dragon skin treasure maps will no longer drop items. <sighs> wah, wah, Man, wah, uh yeah i'm not gonna do it then grand companies did we ever get like a solid answer on when we're supposed to get the next rank up no no i was under the impression that it was supposed to be 3.3 but it, it doesn't supposed to be soon it doesn't look like it is i know all i, I know, know is that i wasn't expecting it till the next expansion yeah, yeah. but they did say that they were aiming maybe maybe 3.4 the following additions have been changed, have been made to the Grand Companies. A materials tab has been added to the QI or the OIC Quartermaster's Grand Company Steel Exchange drop down menu. Uh, this you is different buy... from the material tab. Yeah, this is uh, plural. <laughs> no, no, it's material and materials. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck's a material? I. <sighs> <laughs> So it, it, it's either a typo or it's not a typo. It's a real thing. Apparently, is it, apparently. No, I don't believe you. I believe in Square Enix. <gasps> oh no! Even if players fulfill multiple supply and provisioning missions, uh, the right? delivery, graphic, text, and music will not play repeatedly in succession. You see, that's why I like tried to like stock up and get like as many as I could, just so I could have that play for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> zone out, and it's still going. That's true. It does. If you yeah. warp to a different zone, it, it keeps on going. If you it log out, it, it follows you. It waits. <laughs> you go and you, see, you sit down in the shitter, and just from like underneath, like in the water, the bubbles you hear. <laughs> That's the Aquapolis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, so they've added a bunch of new items you can get in exchange for Grand Company seals uh, from the Maelstrom. It's Elphic Lavender Seeds. It's Avoid the same Drake problem. Seeds. Oh, it is the same problem. Yeah. Look at that. They're seeds. Uh, the following items can be purchased from the resident caretakers in each of the residential districts. It's the the same, same thing. things. <laughs> and you can now buy Morning Glories, which is what a Nero calls his half chub in the morning, uh, <laughs> from the OIC quartermasters each Grand Company headquarters. Everyone actually mourns that. It is gloriful. New items that can be Glorious. crafted for company projects have been added, and that is the level six ethereal wheel stand and grade the three wheel of confrontation. And uh, they finally gave us a heat of the battle three, which increases your XP earned through battle by fifteen percent. More casual content. You can hey. you can be sure that the F- LBR FC is only going to get heat of battle one from now on to counteract <laughs> this. <laughs> a message prompt will now display when players execute the invite to company subcommand. Invite so and so to your free company. I okay. That's it. Nobody else gets in the fucking FC now because I'm not going to an extra step to invite you. Assholes. Yeah, it's not worth the extra click. Nope. Free company's closed. Sorry. Yep. To new people. I mean, if you're already in there, it's fine. But no, we're gonna kick you out and never reinvite <laughs> you. But that. See, you know how I know Just that's to not gonna happen. Point. That takes effort. Yeah. That's true. That's a lot more clicks. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, added a bunch of new furnishings. Unless, uh, unless you could like shift click and remove multiple people. Shift, drag down, select a bunch of people. <laughs> remove. Kick. Yeah. Nice. Uh, they've added new furnishings. That's a that's a pretty cool little entertainment stand right there. <laughs> that looks kind of cool. I don't know, man. Better than the fucking flower pot. It's. I mean, it's just a. It's is that, just. Is that weed on the table? Oh. 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 It, it looks like a pokeball. It, no, it kind of looks. It either looks like incense or like a cigar in an ashtray. Oh no, no, no! I was still talking about the entertainment center. We moved on for yeah. that. No, so, I, yeah, we've yeah. Flower no pots. one's paying attention to that anymore. No, flower what is that? What added. is that on the fucking table right Which there? One? It's gonna go really well with the uh, uh, with my little hookah bar at the bottom. <laughs> my hookah lounge, excuse me. I think I think I need a new thing in front of me in the studio. Would <laughs> you put like five of those there? There you go. So yeah, uh, flower pots you can now cultivate in your room. Okay, whatevs. Th- this takes up a large section of I the outline. Know. I don't. We really do not need to explain in fact, in any protest, of this. Test. I'm not telling you where to get the flower pots from. Not telling. But they do this a lot, though. I mean, they even did the auction house. No, you get them from housing merchants in the mist, the lavender beds, and the goblets. Okay, well there you go. If you want any more information about flower pots, because <laughs> but apparently we don't want to read it. Your, your chamber size determines how many flower pots you can have private chambers are only allowed two small houses two medium houses three large houses four get fucked yep <laughs> so uh yeah Pretty if you much. want if you want more information uh check out the uh preliminary patch notes over on the lodestone or a link at our website limitbreakradio.com yeah because i'm not telling you how to plant this shit. no this is it takes up so much of it jesus christ yep they also added the flower vase so i guess that's cool so you can save your flowers shut up you can change the color shut of the flowers up. Using these uh, uh, fire light seeds and ice light seeds. Following changes and additions have been made to residential districts. Wards 9 through 10, or 12, (laughs) will be adjusted and added to all uh, res districts. Adjusted? No, they'll just be added. Uh, Housing price adjustments. Let's give you a little uh, little info here. Um, We're just going to go ahead and talk about first class plots, and then you can just assume that any other second, third, fourth, and fifth is going to be even cheaper. Small plots will start out at 3.7 mil. Medium plots, 20 mil, and large plots, 
fifty mil. That's the initial pricing. Okay. So what did we what did we pay for ours? One hundred. Okay. Uh, what, that came with all the furnishing and stuff. Some furnishings. Some furnishings. Airships. 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 Okay, Airship that, was there was a value there. So. Also, the uh, Crystal Tower throne chair. It did, oh, okay. It came with the house, okay. which is just still sitting upstairs. Yeah. It's actually like on fire. I put it above the Ifrit head so his horns like are... It's the hot seat. It's the hot seat. That no one ever goes to or knows exists. <laughs> people Because nobody, nobody goes up to the second people, floor. People, there are always people AFK in it. I guess it's like a photograph chair. Yeah. Come, it's like, it's come, like the, come get your picture on in Hero's lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's just... Uh, you must be this tall to write this. <laughs> Minimum pricing can get as low as 1.8 for a small, a 9.9 for a medium, and uh, 24.8 for a large house. Uh, you Guaranteed, you'll never see those. Yeah. No. Never see those. Nope. Nope. Yeah, but uh, plan on... I mean, 3.75, that's really reasonable for a small house like starting and oh yeah no i have that on me Mm, i have that on me right now you know what i mean like that's i think that that's a pretty reasonable starting point all of these prices are very reasonable i mean i I think so too so i plan on dropping 20 on a medium house that way i have a place to get away from all you jackasses (laughs) lol i say it out loud the following additions and adjustments have been made to the orchestrion. The volume, directional quality, and auditory range of the orchestrion roles has been adjusted. Reduced. It's Just kidding. A, Just kidding. Fuckhead. <laughs> New orchestrion roles have been added. Woo! And now, orchestrion roles can be stacked in your inventory. They couldn't before? Uh, no. Oh. The faded the ones faded one could. Oh, think, okay. But, that, okay. But the actual things that people care about. Gotcha. But why do they keep doing this? They always have... They always don't stack them right away. I don't understand why they... It's an afterthought. I don't know. Oh, so I, you want to know why they don't just do their job correctly the first time? Right. I don't know. Maybe you get together with them and that together with them and discuss it and maybe figure out how hmm. each of you could do that. Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe you could. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> don't smile. That wasn't a joke. I'm going to take it as that. <laughs> the following category has been added to the orchestrion. Seasonal. For the papaya papaya And now we move on to the Mandeville Gold Saucer. The time required for chocobo coverings has been reduced to 30 minutes. What the fuck's the chocobo covering? <laughs> what? I think it's like where you... Okay, so it's when you like take your chocobo. Just stop. And I, he's I, don't, done, I don't even want to hear he's this. He's done racing, so you put him in the garage, so you just put the chocobo <laughs> cover over him. <laughs> so like, a du- get, like a dust cover. So you put dusty. him in the fucking garage. <laughs> now, now, I, 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 now I'm imagining like Jux wants to commit suicide one day, and he wants to do it by like chocobo fumes. So he's sitting <laughs> his chocobo in the garage, and he just shoves like... He shoves a hose in its ass. <laughs> he come out um, and he's like, he's chocobo farts, man. He's just huffing it through the- more greens. <laughs> Some new cards have been added. Uh, obviously, we see Lolo Rito there. Uh, that's the pirate guy. I wonder if that means that it's a chick. I, the no, pirate chick. The I wonder one. if this means that Lolo Rito is going to become relevant again in this patch. That's or if we're going to catch up with um, them. Baby Midgar Stormers there, too. Does anybody know who those two at the bottom there, the four-star ones, are? I said the dude looks kind of like the Warrior of Light in the cutscenes. Warrior of Dark? What? He doesn't look like Darkness, though. He's got the, the Hure hair, the standard Hure hair, which is the Warrior of Darkness. I, uh, slash Light. 
Uh, no, those are the those are the twins from the Crystal, Crystal Tower, Tower. cutscene. Those are the Allegan twins. Oh yeah, you're right. From they the are. Crystal Tower cutscene. Yeah, yes. I think they are. Yes, that is. Why do we care about them? I don't. They're think just we do. fucking cards. That's why we don't care about them. Yeah. Well, we could. You know, this you know what stupid. I need to put on the card is Aniro's fucking pirate waifu. Yeah, with the cans. Yeah, or just put the cans on the on the card. <laughs> They've also just added, her boobs. Also that would be a better card. I think that would be a four star card, and she might be a two star. Just be eights all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Scalia's wyvern is there as well. It is a Scalia's wyvern it is. owned. It will <laughs> introduce the wyvern in every single facet possible, except in any kind as of relevance. <laughs> you know what? They should uh, add, if they add a wyvern themed barding, then he could dress his chocobo <laughs> up to be the wyvern he never had. Oh my gosh! Uh, it reduces stats it, though. It and is just almost randomly die. I like. I almost sort of feel bad for him at this point because it does seem des- specifically designed to kick him in the dick over and over again. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is our job. So. I know. That's the thing. Like, that's our shtick, Square Enix. Don't steal our jokes. Well, you know, at least now they also have to deal with the fact that sometimes you go to kick him there. You know, today he just might not have it. No, okay. All right, fair enough. The following editions have uh, been made to... Oh, we're skipping that. New prizes are available for purchasing MGP. Yes. Pig costume. It's their Aribo from Final Fantasy X. They look so fucking creepy. The bigger they are, the more unsettling it becomes. I really just... Yeah. I don't like these. <laughs> I hope they're dieable. Are they dieable? <laughs> I don't know. I want to be a golden pig. The only way 3.5. that this could even be remotely cool is if one day a legion of them just starts following a Nero around <laughs> during a stream. <laughs> Well, now because you said it, of course it's going to happen. Yes. It shows up. There's also a golden pig. Minion. Yeah. Uh, the following <sighs> can now fly Fenrir. It's all bad. It's, it's the music playable riding the Gobwalker Mountains. They didn't, like, they didn't even try to find like a clever way to make him fly either. He's, He's swimming. Just, He's just running on air. It's so... Have they shown like a animated picture of him? I'm sure I've, there's a video I'm pretty somewhere. sure that we've seen it on a on a live letter or something, yeah. So dumb. Uh, you, sound- you know it's pretty dumb when I like piggy costumes and the new <laughs> hairstyle, but but I hate Fenrir flying in air. You know what I think the reason is? You don't have Fenrir. I don't want Fenrir. Because you'll, you, you can't get him. That's why. I could get him. I've had more than enough MGP. I think that if he was 10K, you'd be all about Fenrir, but because he's a million, you don't want to spend that money on I don't even have the stupid turtle mount. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Nothing? No, it's the same that, thing. That, I'm just not going to argue with an idiot. Uh, new hairstyles have been added. Okay. Yes. Again, it's... Uh, I, I Anime, outside. anime, awesome anime. Yep, okay. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. They are all very anime. Yep. New emotes have also been added. We see a wink emote and a new... Is it a new fucking dance? It's a new dance. It's a Moogle dance. Great. It looks uh, awesome. Uh, upon unlocking all the Aethernet shards in a given city-state, the airship landing will be added to the Aethernet list. Okay, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's probably good. For cool. the one time you have to go there a year. Yeah. Oh, this is bullshit. Casuals. Casuals. The location of all Aether currents in all areas have been adjusted. Aether currents will now be placed in locations more easily accessed when progressing through main scenario and side quests. Was there really a problem? Like Jesus, did you even try? There was not a problem before. The The Aether currents were, like, probably one of the more, you know, they were placed with, like, a lot of purpose thought. and thought. Exactly. Yeah. 
and it took you through the zones very well. I feel mm-hmm. like you're just gonna get it now, like a, you know, like you're, why not just give fucking access? You exactly. know, instead of instead of fucking messing them up like you've done, you should have kept them there so that people who wanted a pure experience could have a pure experience, <laughs> and then just offer like for three hundred k, you can just buy flying. <laughs> Taking the wow route. The wow route. Let's so all just could, become wow. So we could complain about that, too. Terrible. New objective has been added to the uh, challenge log, and that's opening treasure coffers in the Aquapolis. What's the name of the objective? <laughs> Aqua Gleam Hunter. Force. Aqua Gleam Hunter. <laughs> there you go. Ah, I like that. Good one. Uh, they've also uh, changed the rewards for uh, all the up for a challenge. Uh, they used to be 4, 4, 5, 5, and 5K. Now they're all 10, except for the final one is 15. That's a nice chunk of change. That's not that's bad. Not bad. That's not that bad. is not bad. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that's Just throwing money at us now. If I didn't have the benefactor, I would probably do these more. Is that, money. is that like... Like it, evidence of some pretty kind of crazy inflation. Like, why are they trying to pump that much more gill into the economy? They are adding a bunch more to like wars. challenge logs and stuff too. Right, right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, the way you have to look at it is, I wouldn't really say that there's a lot of gill sinks. Um, obviously, they're adding all these new wards, right? Right. By houses and stuff. But I think that probably because of the fact that people are spending more money on materials and stuff maybe the economy isn't as bad off as we think it is and yeah but Gil's like, actually starting to have meaning again but everyone gets a free five materia every week yeah uh i have pretty much nothing to spend money on Shit, the game I need just to do my material this the, week the Fuck. game the game just shits money at you you know what i mean like I, i'm I'm kind of curious what the justification is on the numbers side of this in well, terms like of said, what, what is Square Enix crazy is what we think it well, is. What's Square Enix seeing in the economy that we're not? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, it feels like a really odd change to make, especially when I've got so much of the fucking, you know, currency just sitting around. Hmm. So. Can you buy a house? I, if you want, I mean, but only a I said, are you going to buy a house? No, am I? Yeah, I'm probably not. You want a small little place to call your own? No. Okay. What would I do with it? I don't know. Jack off. I, yeah, it would be empty though. Like it would be completely you just bare. Go and and find in your. He's just sitting like Indian style in the center of his small fucking house in the piggy suit. <laughs> So as you come in, he unequips it really quick. He'd rather be naked in front of you instead of the piggy suit. I wasn't doing anything. There's a vase next to him with a dead rose I don't know what you're it. talking about. You're supposed to knock. Just a giant Lords of Minion board in the center of the room. Get out of here, oink! I mean, you fucker! The, the, minion, the minion pops out from behind my back like, Arch! <laughs> Go away! Little Louis Swap pulling his pants up. <laughs> New structures have been added to Idly Shire. Yay! Oh, good. I, is that the that that place on the yes, on the right still, there? It that, is. Yeah, that's where the guy st- stands where we currently get the materia from. That is correct. Which is yeah. like supposed to be like a bomb factory or something. It's. I think it's just a, supposed to be a goblin, goblin facility. Mm-hmm. Can we please go in there? I really hope that we can go in there. I really hope that it's like it's going to be you know like a a, a place with a door. Yes. And like you know have a whole bunch of the merchants this, and shit. This is my little letter to Square Enix. When it comes to designing your cities, more is more. 
internals. Like, okay. Well, no, not even no, just that. Even no like, painted rocks. Like, let me go in even, that fucking building. Even currently, when you see something that you can obviously jump on top of, but you can't because there's an invisible wall. Yes. Like, okay, fine. Make it so that we can't fall off of shit. But anything we see, right. we I should be jump able to walk up. on. Like, I all the jump fucking on scaffolding shit. and shit. Let us I go agree. down there. I agree. Come on. And make it more vertical. Give us, like, walkways and pathways so I can jump down on people. <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> the following actions the and Batman. traits have been adjusted. Here we go. Dark Knight. The increased damage effect has in, been increased from 15 to 20%. In PvP only. Yeah. It's a thing. It's not bad. Uh, mark target will not take an additional 10% damage from attacks. That's kind of... Actually, the Soul Survivor change in PvP... That's in PvP only. ...is pretty cool, and I actually really wish that they would add that uh, add that debuff in PvE. I was going to say, I actually didn't oh, realize so what? Now you now that the, Now you want to be a ninja too? You're already basically a dark paladin. You want to be a dark ninja too with your Soul Survivor? Yeah, ex- except except the point of putting up Soul Survivor is that at the end you get HP and MP so back. It, it wouldn't be so up all it the wouldn't time. be up at the beginning of the fight. Your debuff, your debuff would be up at the beginning of the fight. Mine would be up right at the end. So it would be sort of like uh, cascading debuffs. What's the cooldown on it? Uh, I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember off the top of my head. I had Dark Knight. I, I, I mean, you can you I you just survive more. Use it. I can use it Solely. fairly, fairly often. Like once every three or four pulls, hmm. somewhere around that. Stop being a ninja. <laughs> Rogue ninja changes. Uh, targets will now receive twenty percent less HP recovery via healing magic, and that is in PvP with only. Shadow Fang. With, with Shadow Fang. Yep. That's our two or one step. DOT. Yep, yep. Uh, here's the cool stuff, though. Death Blossom. Potency has been increased from 100 to 110, and TP cost has been reduced from 120 to 100. Oh, wow. to 100? Wow. Holy shit, I just jizzed all over your tablet. That's not bad. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. That's really, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's Ooh, not bad that's at all. so good. Uh, Katon potency has been increased from 180 to 250. Wow. Mm. And Doton from 30 to 40. That, the, the Katon mm. is a big boost now man. you always wow. want a katon when there's two targets or more wow that if you, if you can hit something else you're katoning now instead mm. of rayton but by the way thank you to ryoko and xeris who uh said that uh soul survivors 120 second cooldown so there you go oh okay um jux you want to read this archer and bard stuff while i go fap real quick <laughs> <laughs> no well come on the bard stuff is pretty amazing too uh well we got i do uh, actually have to go to the bathroom we got venomous bites. Just throw your headphones down and make a loud noise. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Venomous bite potency of the venom effect has been increased from 35 to 40. And wind bites potency of the over, uh, damage over time has been 45 to 50. And then blunt arrow potency increased from 50 to 100. Flaming arrow potency DOT from 35 to 40. Uh, oh, big one. Uh, their songs, Mage's Ballad and Army's Paean. The damage reduction on self has been changed from 15% to 10%, and the cast time has been reduced from 3 seconds to uh, 1.5 seconds. So that's just a global cooldown, so bards are excited about that. Uh, we have Battle Voice recast time changed from 300 seconds to 180 seconds. Mm. Uh, Imperial Arrow potency increased from 220 to 230. 
and Sidewinder potency uh, when the target is suffering from both Venomous Bite and Wind Bite. It's been increased from 250 to 260. Those are some pretty, mm-hmm. uh, those are some pretty significant potency Especially buffs. Like cast times. Yeah, yeah the cast out. cast times are big there, too, from three to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just got cut in half, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, well, that, that fits in the global cooldown now, so now they're not actually wasting any DPS time casting a song they can just do that within the global cooldown right. oh wow that actually seems like a pretty significant change to their um their uh rotation. i mean as much of a rotation as a bards can have yeah yeah but again remember um when bards are singing a song they're limited by their mp too so they can't just cast songs forever right right so I, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of bards are really excited by this. Uh, hopefully, it'll get people to start playing the job again because mm-hmm. a lot of people have abandoned it since the uh, what is a Wanderer's Minuet. So yeah. uh, we have a, a resident bard who wants to talk about the bard changes real quick. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, someone on the line? Uh, yeah, he's on Discord. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I actually I didn't get a message from uh, from, from the Kooks <gasps> from the Kookster. Kooky. Tisk tisk. All right, who do we have on the line? We have a uh, Shira Hartslot. Hey, what's up, Hartslot? How's it going? Uh, not bad, not bad. I felt the need to speak on these because one, holy crap, these changes, and two, this is an extremely knee-jerk change without adjusting the primary issue that basically every bard has, including myself at this point, which is Wanderer's Minuet, and the fact that it basically got slapped onto the job. Right. And so what's not a, addressing it? What, what, well, what would, I mean, because Wanderer's Minuet was a very purposeful addition on Square Enix's part. I don't, I, I don't feel like they added that, like they just added that on a whim. It was with a very clear intention. But I, I, you know, a lot of people still, I think, struggle with maybe what that intention was or if that was a good move. So, yeah, I mean, Wanderers is the big, I, I think, is the big issue holding Bard back at the moment. But what would you do to adjust Wanderers to be able to fix the problem without just straight up removing the job ability? Um, in terms of that, there are a number of things they can do. One, just you know, make it, I mean, it could be a trait for a permanent buff stack. It, something that a lot of the reason why a lot of bards dropped it or have gone over to Machinist now is just to, due to the fact that they don't have the mobility that even a Machinist does. And I'm talking as somebody who actually prefers the bard style to Machinist. Yeah, it becomes a little bit cumbersome sometimes to be able to move and do mechanics at the same time especially with the current tier of savage right and and i think that that's what you know in the 2.0 era that's what bards sort of lorded over black mage is that oh you guys have to be rooted but we can that's why i became a bard in the first place just so i could run and gun everything but i mean square enix is pretty clearly said hey if you're ranged then we want you to be casting stuff so and, cast and, arrow and that's the thing is that they said that not just through the changes that they made with bard but also the addition that they made with the black mage ability uh ley lines ley lines yeah, yeah. so I, I think that that is a pretty clear indication and i think that was square enix attempt to set machinist apart i don't know that they, that either of those changes were necessarily that beneficial for either job because black mage 
lineage was already sort of semi-rooted and mm-hmm. that roots them even more and it definitively uh, roots bards after 50 and I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to say okay that style of play is for machinist it's just unfortunate that they decided to make that the new you know that that was the new job and i think what may have been smarter for them you know hindsight is always 2020 but what may have been smarter for them is to keep bard a mobile job and to make machinist a much more rooted range dps that always seemed like such a fucking kick in the balls to me was to you know to take a job that's played like that forever completely change it then make the new job play like that yeah really yeah it it made very little sense, and I'm hoping they're really considering a major overhaul of that for 4.0, because I know we're not going to see it in this line of the series. But in terms of this, there are two points to be made. One, from some calculations that one of the top bards and slash machinists did at this point, um, sustained DPS on bard just completely beats machinists, and it's a kick in the balls right now. It's a 5% increase in overall damage. And before sustained, Machinist and Bard were kind of equal. Now, Bard just completely surpasses them. The only place you're really going to see that difference in that gap close is Savage, basically. Um, where the, where you're, the Bards don't have... Uh, there's not as much an uh, ability to root yourself. You have to stay far more mobile in a raided environment than you do. It's not the mobility. It's not the mobility. Mobility is fine. The purpose between the two different jobs and play styles is Machinist is about the burst. Hmm. So the transition phases and all these mechanics and transition phases that happen, especially in the current tier of Savage, I'm speaking primarily to A6S, A7S, A8S especially, that you can do that and you're not really hampered by your damage because, well, the moment everything comes back down, if you got wildfire out, just do your damage and you're good to go. But this is Bard only is very much steady state momentum. Uh, well, uh, yes, but th- at the same time, though, this is uh, this is something that's always in flux because Machinist wasn't even a blip on the radar until they got the buffs in what was that the last patch? So which, yeah, and which brings me to my next point. Of in 3.4, Machinist will surpass Bard again with no additional buffs. The concept of wildfire is going to cause Machinist to completely surpass even this. Well, I, I, what makes you say that? Because I mean, I don't. There are literally no changes to Machinist. You think that there's going to be a big change coming in the future? Um, it's the fact of eye level scaling. And the very concept of wildfire being a multiplier rather than a straight addition hmm. to as they get more stats, additional, it's just gonna as they get more, more stats, damage. they become more more and more and more explosive. You don't think that before so, it gets to that point, that maybe Square Enix might change something and nip it in the bud so that wildfire doesn't get that broken? Um, there are already people doing 16, 18k wildfires and well, savage. Here is my call to Square Enix then, and this is really on behalf of Skuro. <laughs> Nerf wildfire before it's too late. Yeah, don't let this guy get in <laughs> yeah, ego, please. I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, it, it does really speak to the design differences between them. And for 4.0, I would highly encourage Square Enix, if any of them are listening to this or if anybody's got any <laughs> contact flows they're not yeah i know uh they laugh are. it up on that one but um 
that's what you're looking at here is yeah. this is going to be to be a continuous problem for square enix they need to really take a look at this because in 3.4 it's going to be the same problem and that's what i'm talking about is it's not addressing the root problem they need to decide what they're going to do with this job so so a uh, hashtag don't let wildfire run wild <laughs> uh well uh, you know speaking to the 18k wildfires it's okay because squirrel can never push his damage that high <laughs> yeah anyway. he's not oh nine he, he can get like 18 wildfire yeah that, that Crit, sounds, of course that sounds about right uh thank you for the call heart slot if you'd like to call limit break radio talk about any of the job changes or any of the changes coming in patch 3.3 you can send a skype message to limit break radio 810-515-8715 or limitbreakradio.com slash discord like heart slot just did uh so uh okay that gives that gets us to summoner summoner uh, this getting, is really weird to me. Summoner gets um, basically what is this? A uh, small little buff. Yeah, a ten percent or ten potency ten on potency. their on their Garuda Eggy and fifteen on on and, Ifrit. Yeah, and fifteen on Ifrit. Like, like really? Do you need that? But if it's on the auto attack, that's something that's consistent throughout the fight. Well, so yeah, I but, mean, no, but they I'm, should see maybe not a huge DPS cr- increase, but, but it's something. It's something, but like, did they need that? I mean, were I don't know. Like, well, I, mean, I don't think they were. I don't know because the way you have to look at it is is this is something that's going to affect your 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 overall, regardless of what you're doing. Uh, damage, right? So maybe they were looking at like summoners in in raid settings, and obviously they take the entire raid's DPS overall into account. Maybe they were looking at it and being like, oh, you know, in these cases, it's like you know five six percent behind. And looking further at it, it was summoners were the reason, and making just a small buff like that helps to just bu- you know bump up the overall DPS a little tiny bit. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't... It, no. The weird change. Or it could yeah. even be something where they're not really sure, like, maybe this is the reason why. Let's try a small change to see if that helps or not. It's just... It's so minor. Like, it's yeah. so minor, it's barely even worth talking about. I don't think if... If it wasn't outlined in the patch notes, I don't think any summoner would have ever noticed, ever. And to be... And this is super imbalanced, too. <laughs> where is the the Titan Eggy buff? I don't know if it's as minor as you guys think, because imagine if that was Ninja saying your auto attacks now do, you know, 15% more potency. I guess. Would that be minor for us? Would it? No, no, but it's, I mean, the... Would you notice right away? Would you notice? No, not really. I mean, yeah. and it would. Be, I mean, you would notice if you parse. Like your your uh, your overall numbers would uh, mathematically they have to be higher. My my argument is like some areas were like in a good spot before this anyway. So I don't yeah. know why they just were like, oh, also here's a little bit of a summoner buff. Like, okay, so so it's not that it isn't useful. You're just no. not sure why. Yes, yes, that's what I'm. I, I can confused I can on. agree with that. Who, yeah. who knows? Uh, Astrologian also saw some changes. Uh, the recast time for spread has been reduced from sixty to thirty. Seconds. Oh, this is so good. That seems huge. That, what the that, fuck does spread do? Spread is Eagle? where. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, no, it's where you take your card and put it face down for later use. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> face down, ass up. Uh, aspected Helios. Damage nullified by the magic barrier erected. Yeah. When uh, nocturnal penises. sex is active, has been increased. When nocturnal what? Sex. Sex? Sex. Has been uh, increased from 100% to 120%, the amount of the HP restored. And uh, collective unconsciousness cannot be canceled by mechanics that launch the player into the air. What relevance is that? 
Uh, basically, they minorly nerf collective unconscious because when you get knocked up in the air with like uh, Nevery boss at the yeah, end, yeah. Uh, that wouldn't like interrupt you. Now it does. What does collective unconsciousness do? Uh, that's the bubble move where they put up a barrier and they can't move for 10 seconds and they also give you a region. Oh, so if they move, it stops. It's a channel to build. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that, se- that seems like before it may yeah. have been even like a uh, yeah, like, borderline and you, glitch. And if you get stunned, that'll cancel it. But if you got like, knocked up in the air, you're fine. That's so yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so they changed a few visual effects. Uh, the visual effect of Gladiator's Provoke has been changed. Interesting. And, okay. Uh, the visual effect of Wildfire has been changed. I hope it looks dumb now. <laughs> I hope the, yeah, I hope they made it worse. I hope that when Skuro does it, there's just like a cox going into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, command to toggle the gauze barrel has been added. Good for you. Um, and it looks like they've changed the following PvP action, and that's etheric burst, which basically all casters have. Uh, recast time has been reduced from 180 to 120 seconds, and enhanced etheric burst has been reduced from 150 to 90 seconds. So, so cool. uh, here's uh, so on top of the the HUD changes that we'll uh, we'll be talking about here in just a minute, we also got some uh, some PvP preset changes nice. as well. Yeah. Which I think is remarkably cool. I mean, between the two, they needed it, man. They, it, yeah. I, yes, they did. I totally agree. But I think that that's a really excellent QL, a QOL change right there. Mm-hmm. Qual, a qual, qual change. Qual, qual, qual. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So that's cool for PvP people. Um, apparently now you have when you're being raised by somebody, uh, you have a decline action that shows how much time you have till. You have to press and hold the button to decline oh, it. Oh, oh! So you can't be cool. like, "Oh, whoops! I declined it. Send me another raise." Um, oh, that's kind of funny, actually. That's, no, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's dick, a good one. That's, that's a kick in the dick for my trolling. So <laughs> fuck you, Score Enix. <laughs> <laughs> Nerfing fun. <laughs> Nerfing fun since two point uh, New dungeons have been added. Sorkai. Bum 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 bum. Sahor. Sahor Kai. Sahor. Is, is, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. You're a Sahor Kai. AI and uh, Hullbreaker Isle Hard Mode has also been added. Hullbreaker Fart Mode. Yep. Uh, new Trials, the final steps of faith. No, really. It's like the final steps, comma. No, really. We promise it's the final. Final. The steps of faith was just a setback. Except for the Minstrel's Ballad, Nidhog's Nidhog's. <laughs> just kidding. The We're final not- steps <laughs> remix, the Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> and Knuckles. <laughs> God. Uh. Players may now queue for Containment Bay S1T7 Extreme via the Duty Finder. And uh, players will now receive the power of the Echo in the event all party members are incapacitated during the following trials. Containment Bay S1T7 Sephiroth. and the Extreme Mode. That is indeed Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Um, here's something cool. After falling out of bounds during the Naval, the Naval Hard, or the Naval Extreme, the camera will now return to the center of the battlefield. Again, nerfing fun. If you fall off, you have to sit down there and look at your dead ass for the rest of the three minutes. Yeah, the rest you, of everybody around you. Look at your shame! <laughs> and I can't believe that this is a thing that they had to change. Players who already possess the nightmare mount can no longer need or greed the whistle. See, again, nerfing fun. That is bullshit because you've never had you've never been able to, to roll on the other horses. If you have one of the other horses, you can't roll on them. Why would they just Forget to do that to Nightmare for this entire time? What? That is pretty that is pretty it's brutal. Because it's so hard to so hard to get it to drop. So they're just like, oh yeah. Troll <laughs> The Alliance Raid Dungeon, the Weeping City, uh My cock. His cock has been added. <laughs> My cock. My cock. 
Um, rewards you can receive once per uh, yeah, week. Yeah, it's pretty. Blah, blah, blah. We know. We yeah, know the yeah. drill. The we usual. know the drill. It's yeah. the things they've also they've also uh, moved the uh, what is it the matter the materia the matter yeah, yeah the, the materia thing for grade five materia to it. Uh, yeah, a few adjustments to void art. Uh, the echidna card will no longer appear in a treasure coffer, but can now in, in, instead be obtained. Just for clearing, uh, the matter has been moved to the city, and the drop rate for the wind-up echidna and coffin lid has been increased. I've never seen the coffin lid the drop. Coffin lid. No, I've once. never seen it. I think I've seen the wind-up echidna once. I was gonna buy the coffin lid for the house, and then I'm like, oh, let's see. Well, this is new. I'm gonna really look at this. Oh, hey, it's like thirty-two million dollars. Yeah. I'm not I've seen it buy once it. and rolled a four. Yeah. Way to yeah. go. Fail. You suck. Yeah, right. This is why you're an intern. Shameful. <laughs> Learn to roll better, you bad person. To load the dice. I that's, need more drink. That's how we know you're a bad player, too. Yeah. The raid finder has been added. Whatever you roll, that is how big your cock is. So that four yeah. means your cock is small. <laughs> small wow. penis. Okay. All right. All right. Just so he knows. The raid finder's here, guys. Now, here's something interesting um, that... Now, hold on. When it finally has been rated to add finder. Yeah, so you can only participate in whatever the current Bleeding Edge content is right. yes. for, for raid finder. Right. Which it's, does not include, like, primal fights. It does not no. include primal EXs. It is only pretty much, right now, for the Alexander raid. Savage. Yeah. It is only for the finding latest raids. Alexander Savage. Yeah, not even not even a one through four. No, just whatever the most bleeding edges. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are different ways that you can queue up for it, aren't there? Matching requirements: duty complete, duty incomplete, duty completion, practice, and uh, you can also choose practice phase selections as in the first, middle, and the final phase. And in order to be able to flag duty complete, and uh, uh, you need to have cleared the duty in the first place. Yeah. So it will. I think that that's kind of cool. That like you know you can't can't really be deceptive. Yeah, you can't be deceptive with it. So, I mean, that's smart. It's smart, but, like, I feel like this is, like, kind of, like, throwing against, like, their whole grain of, or train of thought where, like, they don't want to, like, hide your achievements and stuff, but at the same time, they can, like, also implement this. Yeah, yeah but at Plus, the same time, though, if you had, if you had people coming into, you know, duty completes that clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing, like, it would ruin a lot of parties. Yeah. I think that you, you get more success with this method and with this system. Okay, but what about my alt that look, I, I've totally done it. I I've cleared Shut it. Shut up. I've cleared no. it multiple times on my white yeah. mage and I want to bring my clear dragoon again. in. Then clear it again. Then clear it again. I want to bring my dragoon in. Then clear it but again. He, he knows how to do it, so he's So just let he, me come in with you. He's beyond practice duty incomplete. Yeah, for don't, his face. Don't, don't mean play those scrub tiers. Too bad. Play them. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> if, if, you gotta. If you want to, I mean, either that or make a static like everyone's been doing. That's, I mean, it seems like that's the point of Raid I'm Finder. I'm a Dragoon. No one's going to join me. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. Obviously, I'm not a Dragoon. <laughs> Dragoons are dumb. And gay. Look at Ascalia. Well, obviously. Ba-da-da-da-da-dum. Can we move on? Yeah. Are, are you done? Yeah. I'm all waiting right, for so you. Duty completion. Jesus. 
Or when selecting duty completion, uh, the unspecified DPS player cannot be the same class or job as other players being matched together in a party. So you cannot have two of the same tank. You cannot have two of the same white mage or white mage. <laughs> two of the same healer. And uh, the DPS roles are as follows: there will be one melee DPS, one ranged caster DPS, one ranged melee DPS, and then one <laughs> wild card. <laughs> Hold on. So there's going to be one ranged melee DPS. Like one ranged physical, sorry. Yeah, like like bard or machinist. Okay. Yeah. And then one wild card, which could be any Charlie. of those slots. It's Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie. You do Charlie work. You get a, a, a bat with nails in it, and you have to kill the rats. That's right. Yep. Skirrel work? Skirrel work. Yep. Uh, average item levels for each of them. You need to be 215 for uh, minus 1, 220 for minus 2, 225 for minus 3 and 4. Mm. Sounds like that's not a problem for yep. most people at this point. And the limitation on certain rewards for Alexander Midas has been removed. So now you can go and get as much as you want in the non-savage version. Except the Midas gear. You're still waiting seven weeks for those. <laughs> because I haven't used my my first round of Midas gears. And that's because you only have one job that you play and your yeah. relic is enough. And yeah, you, well, you're a dick. not only, I've, yeah, but I mean, like, I've, I've been using the lore for things. So no, I suppose uh, the strength of the echo granted in Alexander Gordius Savage has been increased up to twenty percent now. Up, all you have to do is enter. You ain't gonna die anymore. Just gotta enter. Uh, Anti Tower and the Lost City of Amdapur have been rotated out of Expert, replaced by Sorkai and Hallbreaker. They have now been put into the Duly Roulette level sixty dungeons. And still, the Aether uh, Chemical Research Facility mocks me from that list. But they have actually Every updated. Every goddamn time. They've updated now what you get in there. It used to be 50 Esoterics and 10 Lore. You now get 150 ESO. Yeah, well, great. Increase the Lore output. I don't know what to do with my ESO. We don't want mm, ESOs. I have no idea what to do with my ESO. I just keep buying the Orchestrian Roll and se- selling it for like 80k. Just buy the high quality well, stuff and sell it. Is it still eighty k? It is. They've uh, at least the last time I put it up. <laughs> added the final steps like of faith to duty roulette as well. Okay. The trials and uh, they've added a bunch of shit to duty roulette mentor. Uh, frontline. Did you talk to? Uh, oh, they added yeah, they, uh, Fields they, of Glory they, to they added the new front line, to the new front lines. Yep. Yeah. And then there's also a big chart here telling about all the different lore changes. Basically, you're going to get more. ESOs from stuff and less lore from stuff. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, th- that they do this adjust uh, adjustment every time, but it just sucks that you get less lore out of the same dungeons over time. Yeah. yeah. Just because they get easier over time. I, you're not wrong, but at the same time, it's like you could just increase the output from the current dungeons by 10 and it does the same thing. The gill reward for completing dungeons introduced prior to patch 3.0 has been increased. We Again, more gill output for <laughs> no reason. The following additions and changes have been made to the duty finder. It will now tell you how much, uh, like what rewards you've already received. Uh, it says the number of parties recruiting. Oh, good. That's, that's, that's actually, that's actually good. really yep. good. It says the number of parties recruiting for duties displayed in the duty finder will now update automatically when opening the window. A tooltip will now display when selecting the join party in progress checkbox and duties with more than one weekly reward will now indicate which rewards have been received when viewing the duty finder. Very cool. All right. Uh, they fixed the duty you finder. know, whatever happened to that looting rule where you could auction off drops for gill? 
What did happen to that? I, I didn't make that up, did I? No, they did talk about something like that, didn't yeah, they? They yeah. it, it's something that yeah, where you could either wait. Was that something they actually said, or was that something that we expanded on based on something we used to do in WoW? I swear they said that these are the new looting rules that we're going to add, and then it's like need before greed, greed only, loot master, and then this auction one that we, hmm. I was so hyped about. Maybe. I, I remember it. I, I I remember something about it at least, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Language mm. settings for the duty finder can now be found in the duty finder settings window. Okay. Yay. Uh, actually, the average wait time displayed after originating for duty has been adjusted. The icon displayed while queuing for the duty has been changed to a little. Oh, motherfuckers. Might have to update my splash screen now. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Uh, additional information will be displayed in the duty ready confirmation window and log window when registering for a trial or a dungeon. Uh, duties where players do not cast lots for items will no longer display loot rules when registering via the duty finder. And uh, now a duty finder menu can be accessed while inside instances. So I guess that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can uh, you can now abandon and vote abandon or leave and vote abandon stuff like that. The so. PV encounter Fields of Glory, aka Shatter, has been added to Frontline. We got some uh, pretty cool things here. That dude. The, here. Okay, the screenshot of whatever that tank shit is is pretty fucking sweet. Wait, which one? Which picture are you looking? What the, are you looking the, at? the bottom one. Oh, the bottom one. Okay, yeah. That's the mm-hmm. stuff you said looked awful. Nuh-uh. If it is, it's dyed white, and I didn't know you could dye it, which that just brings up its, well, its glamour possibilities even more. But that's, I mean, that looks pretty sweet. It may not be even tank. That might be a dragoon right there. I was going to say, that looks like that's a pole arm. It does look like a pole arm. It's, it's, to to, it's hard to tell what exactly that is, because the angle's really weird. But I like that set. That, that's a good-looking set right there. Yeah, so what I've uh, read through here briefly, basically the way that Shatter seems to be working is it is going to be like um, Seal Rock in the way that there are going to be these giant sort of monolith things that you have to control to get points. You also get points for killing people. But then there's also these like giant icicle things you have to go around and destroy, and destroying those gives you points as well, which is kind of akin to the uh, orbs that you used to have to kill in... Um, the one front line. Secure? Yeah, and secure. So, But it's based off of data. So if you're attacking one of these nodes, you're accumulating data. Right. And then the the team with the most amount of data at the end wins. Yeah, see, it says right here, uh, Icebound Tomoliths. Uh, Icebound Tomoliths contain data and dot the playing field. They will be inactive at the start of the campaign and will activate at random after a fixed amount of time, like in Seal Rock. The data from those Tomoliths can be collected by attacking them. And once they are destroyed, data will be rewarded to each of the Grand Company based on the amount of damage inflicted. So it is nice that just because you don't do the most damage doesn't mean you'll get zero for it. You don't get fucked over. Yep. Right, yeah. Uh, and then they have uh, different ranks. Active Icebound Tomalus will either be large or small. Uh, obviously, the bigger they are, the more data that they have. Um, and and the, the the overall rules of engagement just uh, so players increase their team's rating by occupying Allegan Tomeliths, destroying Icebound Tomeliths, and defeating players of the opposing teams. And yep. the first to accumulate the required amount of data will be declared the winner. So uh, yeah, I mean, that that seems like a pretty straightforward PvP setting right there. Yep, yep. Now are these um, uh, the adrenaline rushes that they're listing? Are they new? Uh, they're not new for like the front lines things. No, yeah. So, oh, okay. Because I'm like, why? Why are they listing them if they're not? If they're not new. But all right. Um, yeah. The rest of it's basically just talking about 
you know the usual i guess pvp it stuff. does it does answer a question that we had that the uh sides are assigned at random that they're okay, not yep. static mm-hmm, so yeah uh that's pretty interesting um and then you know the, the like the little bit of lore that we got uh last week with uh fields of glory shatter and papa yeah. uh this sort of relates to to your theory uh was that it is going to take place in Corthus eastern lowlands and that there are remnants of the battlefield or whatever uh whatever nail had originally yeah. used to bring meteor down uh the moon i can't think of the name of down, down, down yeah, thank you and uh so i think I, there might be some very interesting context clues or uh environmental uh clues that we can draw out of it i'm just really interested to see the area overall and i think that this is indicative so if this is representative of where you know corthus eastern lowlands is going to be i think that we're probably going to get the corthus eastern highlands mm-hmm. as for you know with 4.0 and as we start moving towards uh what i assume is going to be uh either Doma. at alamigo no alamigo or Doma. The, oh my god i hope we go to self atoll so it's now, so unless, weeb over there unless dude unless <laughs> I have to impress my inner weeb unless square enix really wants they could do a sokai watch oh, tie-in <laughs> oh wait they're already doing that it's called yokai watch by the way did i say sokai you did, you did. what's sokai i have no idea it sounds familiar though it's a Hmm. Sorkai? Isn't that the... That's- oh, yeah! Hey! See, you just had to think about it. You thought of it, Juxta. Good job. Thank you. I, it took a little while. Now, now, here's something that I think a lot of people probably <laughs> overlooked, and uh, a lot of people are going to be excited about, but they are actually making a change in addition to Diadem. So, the following changes and additions to Diadem, that for those of you that may have overlooked this, is when joining your duty, your selected language... Will these be displayed in the log window? Ha! Eat that, Skuro. Uh, a change has also what? been made to the function what? of the triangle button, or Y, when selecting the duty. The cursor will now move to the commence button after selection. Yay! These go. are the long-awaited changes that we have needed to Diadem, and this will breathe life back into this system. I am sure of it. Woo! Also, the following no. change needs to happen to Diadem. Diadem has been deleted. <laughs> And replaced with just more Lords of Verminion tables. Actually, when I when I was streaming the other night, somebody asked me what I thought of the Lords of Verminion changes, and uh, somebody else in the chat said was like, "Was it quote we have removed Lords of Verminion from Final Fantasy 14?" And I just saw the chat at a glance, and I thought that's what <laughs> that's what they, they had done, and I was about to like stand up and applaud. Shit, yeah! And then I looked again, and I was like, "Oh, okay. it's a." Joke. Oh, okay. It was jokey jokes. Uh, yeah, got me. They've also added uh, a Nidhogg's Rage dummy to Stone shit. Sky and Sea. Who cares? New items the- have been added. All right, here's the gear. So now I was trying to go through uh, and figure out what the this gear was again. I know that the male Makote is like the the ninja bard. Obviously, next yeah. to him is is the tank. Uh, or the ninja monk and then the tank. Uh, is that the bard on the far right there? Yes. Definitely. Bard only or is, is there any, anyone that they would uh, share it with? Would they probably share with machinists? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Okay. Yeah. And so what? The other one's all the casters? mages? All the casters? Yeah. yeah, I guess I could see that. Does that mean that... Like, oh, yeah, because it's, it's got the bell bottoms. So, okay, true. So Dragoon is going to get... Probably tank. The tank one too? Yeah. Oh, okay. They usually do. Um, yeah. I don't hate these. The top one, I'm not. I'm not that into uh, the be, top selection. I'm, there's I mean, nothing I in there that jumps out. I don't think that there's anything. Yeah, nothing jumps out. Now, granted, they're not 
ugly. No, they're not they terrible. Need, they need to be diable, but they're not yes. going to be. They're not no. going to be. This is the Void Arc stuff. The next big thing, you need to be able to make your raid finder gear diable. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so the next stuff. Okay, now hold on real quick. Uh, apparently, people have been saying that the one on the far left is like uh, something from... The last Revenant or Remnant or something? Remnant? Remnant? Oh. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never Beats played me. this game. Nope. But, but no, I don't yeah, know. No. I, I own it. You want to take it? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next you one You could down. stream it. You could stream, period. I could. If I could sit for extended periods of time. <laughs> and, and, oh, you, oh, oh. I was and making... play fu- something other than Overwatch. I was... Because uh, oh. you're in there sitting for extended oh. periods of time playing Overwatch, oh. which you're oh. also not streaming. Oh, what about in the morning when you wake up and you're not in pain and you play Hearthstone for you know a few hours? I mean, you could oh, really? probably hours? stream that. Like you could, but, nah, but mm, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do that either. And yeah, this motherfucker had the audacity the other day to criticize me for not using the expert spe- sphere grid when I play when I stream. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> What's your uh, what's your stream time at? What's your what's your hours logged for the month? Not counting show time, show days. And mm-hmm. how much money were you given to stream FF Eleven? Uh, s- some money. Mm-hmm. Some money. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. About that. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. We'll, we'll even let you come mm-hmm. up with an excuse. We'll, yeah, yeah. Give, give we'll us your excuse. Just, we'll just pull this. We'll just pull this the thing over to the side. The floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, for like uh, just just a little bit of background for the uh, you know thousands of people that download the show and maybe don't tune into the streams. Uh, Juxta was donated two hundred four hundred four hundred. Holy we got, shit! We got we got four hundred and forty dollars worth of donations that night when I challenged Juxta to stream FF eleven from people who said directly they wanted to. See it. And lately, more people have been watching Nika and Escalia stream 11 than they have watching them stream 14. I think so. And I think seeing genuine frustration on Juxta's part is something that people want to watch. Yeah, okay. So, so what's your excuse for not streaming? Yeah, that's right. Because we have 440 reasons why you should. Mm-hmm. Well, I have roughly... There's uh, also 11, like there's 1100 also- reasons why I haven't been streaming and that's the amount that I'm having to pay through physical therapy that my wonderful health insurance has decided yeah. not to pay for. But at the, you sa- know, if at you, the it, same time though, you could have made a $300 dent in that. You could have. Yeah. If you'd have streamed more than me. That's right. You would have taken that down to 900. That's true. To be fair, he's he's not going to win that one. No, he's not. Not anymore. Uh, he's, he wouldn't win anyway. <laughs> if he streamed in the morning, okay, you know he he, he would might. Uh, oh, he, he might. he'd be able to rack up those hours on us because that is when the channel is dead, 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 yeah, dead, dead. He might dead, 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 dead. I'm actually dead. surprised how close Nika's come this past month. I am really impressed. I'm yeah. very impressed. I don't know. I, there's there's a bit of a gap that I want to I want to close here. So I'm going to see if I can do that in the Ooh, next week. Ooh, challenge accepted. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, All right. So these ne- this next bit of gear here. Oh, hey. You should stream Juxta. No pressure. Here's more money for no relatable reason. Remember, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put that into the total. So four hundred sixty-five dollars. Thank you, Melky Thera. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get uh, back to this uh, right, so gear set here. These gear sets are very unique. I think that these are actually kind of cool. Uh, the, uh, let's start with the one on the left. Okay. okay. All right. What does that look like to you? Casters? Uh, it, that looks well, like caster. That no, looks, no, because hold on. The, the, the next one, that has to be caster. They're not going to give two caster ones. That's true. So well, that one on the left, monk? that has to be monk and ninja. You think? Yeah. yeah. 
I think I, so. Okay, so I'm obviously not in love with the the legs yeah. on there, uh, and the the feet are pretty. They can, you can write them off. I do like the body and the short sleeve and whatever they've got going on with the hands. That's pretty cool. You know what it looks like? The hands are. I feel like they start just below the elbow. Yeah. and go down. Yeah. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of into that look. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. But the, the caster directly to the right there. Ooh, what's up with that? That's weird, reminds man. Me of, I like reminds it, though. Reminds me of Midna. I like it, though. Is that a chick or a dude? I think that's that's a chick. That's got to be a chick. G- given the stance, yeah, with the hips out to the side, I'm going to I'm gonna say that that's a chick. There's not much but where's the boobs? There, yeah, like they, they took the slider all the way to the bottom. The head... Ha- hashtag, where's the boobs? The headpiece is interesting, very tribal mm-hmm. uh, influenced on the whole thing. The skirt looks like it's, you know, like Feathers. it's got some f- sort of feather work mm-hmm. on it or something. Uh, and yeah, those are definitely heels on those uh, on those uh, uh, feet pieces. Very there. like Voodoo Witch Doctor Diablo 3-ish. Yeah, yeah. Now this next one is really cool. I actually, so at first I was like, I don't know, but the more I look at it, the more I'm into it. The only thing that I'm not into is the headpiece. The helmet, yeah. The helmet I can kind of live without. The rest Dude, of it though. Like, this is like Thor inspired, man. It is Thor inspired, which is got pretty cool. I li- I've always sort of liked the scale, um, the scale armor that Square Enix has done. Even going back to FF11, I liked some of the scale pieces of those. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of like the Zahox mail. Yep, yep, this is a little bit reminiscent of that. And I really like the thing with the shoulder too, like the pauldron, and then with the yeah. with the covering. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of cool. I'm into it. So, I feel like it's the first real tanky sort of armor that doesn't feel inherently paladin yes whenever like when it comes to paladin armor dark knight armor even warrior armor i think that every single one of them tends to fall sort of in one of those general vicinities you know dark knight very spiky very dark and and, and chaotic looking paladins that speaks for itself and even even warriors kind of have like the this sort of tribal primal tribalness to it this is the first one that is just sort of separate from all of those, but still says tank. Yeah. And Square Enix, please take this to heart. This is really, really well. This is the type of stuff that we want out of armor. When you look mm-hmm. at an armor set, you should be able to tell that's a fucking tank. Yeah. That is a fucking melee DPS. Yeah. Without it being like, oh, that could be Dark Knight armor. Like, yeah. That could pass as AF or something. It, it, that's, and that's the thing is that whenever doing glamour... For Dark Knight, I was like, okay, if I dye this black, it could kind of pass as Dark Knight armor. And it's like, it has to be dyeable. And because it does, it uh, most everything seems like it's built for a sort of like paladin mm-hmm. idea. And I, I do, I really, I'm, I'm into this. So let's talk about uh, Cowboy here on the right. It's noon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just you been waiting all episode for that. <laughs> all episode. Um... Uh, now, while it does look cool, I am actually the most disappointed with this one because looking at the body piece, you can tell that it's actually just a reskin of a lot of body pieces already found in the game. Think to the the Sky Pirate gear mm. that you can get from the last patch for like ninjas and stuff like that. I mean, right. It has like the little packs on the side. It has like that long sort of half thing yeah. on the leg or whatever. Even even the hat. Um, 
with it just Pharaoh seemed, serious hard. Yeah, Didn't yeah, yeah. we get like a cowboy sort of thing through there? They had like the mask coming down in front of the eyes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you could get pretty close to this outfit already. Yeah. Um I actually think that the down below where it says uh, new recipes have been added the screenshot just below it the sort of the hat that that character is wearing is I think a little bit more distinct it's it's higher it's certainly yeah like it's got it's got a higher uh, point to it on the top and the the brim uh, has more gallons in it yeah it reminds me a lot of Irvine but like casual I actually between this and the snow coat you could probably put together a pretty decent Irvine Irvine, Irvin, whatever his name is. Urban. Urban warfare. <laughs> uh, but I mean, and then of course we all we already knew about these crafting sets. They're basically the ironworks version yeah. for crafting. Mm-hmm. Um and that they're okay. I if I was a if I was a serious crafter, I think I'd probably be into the body piece there. Um that's not bad. I mean, but crafting gear, I've never really been that into, except for the ones that sort of like harken back to old Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. So they've also added new material material melder NPCs at the Limza lower decks, the Steps of Thal and Ulva, and uh, Old Gridania, the Pillars in Idlyshire. Uh, you must complete a side quest story called Forging the Spirit to Meld Material These NPCs. That will cost a fixed amount of gill. Will not require a catalyst, but these NPCs cannot perform advanced materia melding. Apple Nectar in the chat saying FF FF twelve fashion, please. As long as we don't have breastplates that have open necks. You know what? I because that I just seems that like a really poor design choice right there. It sounds to me like she just wants to see thirteen year old boys with abs. So uh, Melder, do you, remember Yoshi said this a while ago, and I think it might have been a slip up. Remember he said that there was a place where people could actually meld their stuff, and we all couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Where we're that like, was. what the fuck are you talking about, Yoshi? I remember that. Oh, okay. So you think? Okay, he may have misremembered, and yeah. now it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Now it's in there. Yeah. Now, now Yoshi you pulls. can. Yoshi pulls. <laughs> uh, they've changed the icon for the Makai farthing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they've recast timing for high cordial has been reduced. From 240 to 180. That's good. That's cool for That's, crafters. Uh, no, uh, gatherers. Gatherers? Uh, oh, gorge, okay. Cordials okay. are for gathering. It uh, restores what it... Uh, uh, they've also GP, changed... Yeah. I believe. Yeah, they've yeah. also changed some important parameters for the Platinum Paramore's earrings, the Demon Brick earrings, and the Paramore's earrings. They now give one defense and magic defense. Previously, they gave nothing. Great. Uh, help text has been added to the following hyperconductive animal weapons. All of them. Yay. <laughs> Um, players can now stack ethereal wheels. Uh, I guess that's cool. And there's a bunch of stuff for the Calamity Salvager, which I don't think anybody really particularly cares about. No, not really. Check it out yourself if you think there is. Bunch of stuff is now dieable. Uh, it's actually all replica stuff. Oh, and yeah, the hyper the hyperconductive. So we can now dipe, dipe, dipe. die. <laughs> can now dipe, dipe we your now, weapons. Uh, we can now die all of our weapons, which is cool. Uh, versions of the red dreadworm gear can now be crafted and died, and that has been added. Uh, these materials will come from the final coil of Bahamut, which uh, when this came out, juxta messaged everyone to make sure that we knew that he called that. Yes, I did. So and again, everyone else. I'll say, I'll say the same thing that I said in the chat. Way to make the safest call in the world. Is this easy mode? I mean, when 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 you well, predict- you guys were saying it was gonna come out of like 
friggin' Palace of the Dead. I'm like, we what? We didn't say it was going to. They were wearing it down there, and we wondered if it might. And based on something that Yoship has said in the Famitsu translation, it's still possible that we could get those out of there. Yeah. Well, like, probably the crafting materials, maybe. Why not the full... No, come I, on, I, I, come on. no, I think actually Jux is right on that. It's probably just the crafting materials. That makes a lot. That makes a lot us, more sense. Yoshi's not going to give us that. If you get to the final room, I can see it dropping there. Well, you want to encourage crafting of of these, mm-hmm. and and you want to give crafters kind of the corner on that market. So I can't see the well, actual getting these items. materials aren't hard. Like they drop. It's just finding people to craft. Them that's is the, the hard and part. exactly that's and that's the. You have the market right there. You just explained the intricacies of that market. Do you understand how disruptive it would be to have an output for that item directly instead of the just an output for I've the heart? Because know, the current replicas for the the Allegon and the High Allegon for everything except armor is fine. The problem is is that some specializations there is no reason whatsoever to have them. For example, armor the only thing they have now was the two re- recent replicas that were added like the amount of time i've sat there looking at the board waiting for something to go up and it just doesn't and you want to know why how do you get a updated weapon like if, let's say you start a new job right yeah how do you get an updated weapon like what do you mean uh, you go to the auction house the highest weapon you can get isn't even item level 200 you have to get it through like lore or through esos and even then it's pretty underdated like, the only fucking way to get weapons is through tomes. And you would think that because of armorers or, or weaponsmiths or whatever, that they would add at this point some type of craftable, like, catch-up weapon. Hmm. That's They like might. The, I mean, we don't, we don't know all of the recipes that are true. being added. So it is, imp- and of course, these are preliminary patch notes. They don't reveal everything in these mm-hmm. patch notes. So it is possible that there might be an additional step of crafted weapons because we do know that new recipes are being added. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like for example, to get your lore weapon, that takes seven weeks. But but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying though mm-hmm. is that it, yes, currently all of those items, those uh, diable Bahamut items, are very expensive. True and. It seems to me like unless they're unreasonably expensive or unless Square Enix thinks they're unreasonably expensive, they're not going to just give you a way to farm the item or get the item or subvert. If they put it in the final room, I think that it's going to be so rare to get there and then get one of those drops. That putting it there wouldn't cause as big of a disturbance as you think it is. I think... I think still having that just the craft item drop out of there is enough. Hmm. I don't think that having having the full item seems a bit too disruptive to that market. And even in your case or your argument, Kyle, it doesn't matter because the final or the final coil weapons wouldn't be item level relevant anyway. That's true, too. They would just coil weapons. What were you talking about? I'm talking about the gear like they've actually said that the, the the weapons there won't be replicas for those. The final the, the the dreadworm weapons won't have replicas. At least not yet. Yeah, it's just it's just the gear. And honestly, the weapons are the only hard part. Getting the materials for the gear isn't that hard as long as you can clear it. Like they drop consistently. Right. <laughs> so uh all right, here's a lot of big changes, which uh, is actually gonna play a big role in Palace of the Undead, but we'll get to that later. Uh they've changed the recast time for a lot of items such as potion, high potion, mega potion, and X potion. Uh they basically reduced 
it looks like a lot of it by like 20 seconds. Potion high potions have a 25 second recast. Mega potion 36. X potion 48. Um, Max potion has actually restores less HP, but you can recast it uh, quicker. Uh, Elixirs, it's gone down. Uh, Oh, what they have increased is the maximum amount that they can. So restores up to 28% of HP for the Elixir, for example. Maximum of 1,440 previously 720 so there's a lot of those there uh it seems like a pretty uh, a pretty big uh change to the way that square enix wants us to use potions yes um so i think that that's you know that is a pretty important change mm-hmm. uh so it's it's you know it's kind of funny I, I mentioned earlier that you know there's there's some weird weather in the area i think the weather is mostly cleared but for those that don't know there's a there's a, a like race going on at the island across from me so if you hear helicopters circling it, they're getting uh footage for the race right it's not a drug buster anymore. no it's not what is going on in our shower i don't know there are three chicks of varying races in the shower <laughs> naked with fingers poking at them hmm. it's a good time sounds like to me <laughs> your idea for the scurro room has just became like a wet and wild room that's all it is I'm just okay. fine. It's no longer the squirrel room. I'm okay with all of this. Yeah, little mandragoras. Can we can we at least take out the carpet that makes a squishy noise now? That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperconductive animal weapon replicas can now be purchased from the restoration node in Oz's La. Um, Which I think that that is a definite sign. We're definitely getting a graphical upgrade. Yes, they said we are getting a graphical yeah. upgrade. Yep. Uh, new items are available from Bertana and Idly Shire. What does Bertana normally? have who's bertana i don't know nobody knows okay no idea um that's not important yeah a lot of we're getting down to the end of uh Uh, all right this is kind of cool just because now you can get some uh orchestrian rolls quicker but the number of amber encased vilekin required by the amber trader for a bunch of items has been ingested uh most of the gear you only need one now instead of five and the uh, tenacity orchestrian roll takes three instead of five and when a tree falls takes six instead of ten so i can actually buy that last one on tuesday um upon creating a character players will now start with equipment in their neck ears wrist and right ring slots so that's cool and you can purchase uh, that equipment from the following npcs the usual they've added a bunch of new items as rewards for exploratory voyages but they do not of course list them so hopefully they are cool things and uh they made a bunch of recipes for quick synthesis which i assume yeah these are all things we've had before so you just couldn't quick synth correct and now you can and uh the following items had the crafting requirements lowered from 850 to 810 um sweet gnome fish uh camper wood lumber high mithrite nugget sewing needle griffin leather straps sewing needle powdered horn and the galvanized garland steel which i think is all items that are used for obviously the really really high level stuff mm-hmm. so that is sure to make a bunch of crafters happy and a bunch of assholes unhappy <laughs> Um, the special recipe section of the crafting log has been adjusted. They've added Moogle quests and Heaven's Ward 2. Okay. Cordials cannot be crafted, and it's possible to make high-quality ones. I suppose that's probably cool. Um, Well, I I mean, I know the gatherers had been asking for changes to cordials for a while. Yeah, because you only can get them from either quests or the grand companies. Yeah. Pain in the ass. They were a pain in the ass, and they didn't restore enough at uh, (sighs) beyond 50. Uh, It almost became, like, 
kind of like a a, a nuisance because you would still have downtime like mm-hmm. regardless you would still mm-hmm. have downtime and so it was just pr- easier at that point to let your gauge refill yeah mm-hmm. uh they're also increasing the number of uh, blue scripts that you get from certain turn-ins uh, collectibles for Disciples of the Land have been adjusted and new items can be a, a theorily reduced. And uh, the required collectability for the following items have been decreased from 530 to 515. And uh, minor and botanist, I assume, again, it's all like the high level or high tier stuff. Right. Um, it's all crafting stuff. Gosh, it really is. There's just a lot. Shit. There's a lot Why? of. Can we skip all this stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Skipping, Let's do. Skipping. Uh, there we go. New chocobo barding has been added. That oh, you missed the big fishing. Shut up. Nobody cares. Uh, Nidhog barding. Nidhog barding. Yeah, it's, it looks Wyvern. dumb. Really? I think it kind of looks cool. I think it looks cool, especially the head. Uh, well, I am most looking forward to being able to mix this with other barding. I actually think that the, the, the color palette on it and the color pattern is really cool because you don't really ever get to see... Nidhog lit really well like he, you know True. he's really dark yeah he's yeah. very dark and he's causing a whole bunch of chaos and destruction and I, I you know you don't really get to appreciate what his uh patterning is he's I think that's wyvern cool. for uh, dragoons yeah <laughs> uh they've also added new mounts there's the Mugglepuff, which I'm gonna go rub that on my benefactor's face now because I was right and look at that bird. It's a bird. That bird. Come on, that bird's pretty awesome. Bird. I, whatever. I'm not that into the birds. It's a purple bird. Uh, new minions have been added. A little Ramu, his little beard and mustache. And a little Shiva. And a little Shiva with, look at that resting bitch face. Yeah. She gives no fucks. No fucks have been given. Um, players cannot automatically equip optimized gear from their armory chest by using the recommend gear button. I'm sure that's going to work out real well. Actually, well, when I'm on when I'm on consoles and I fuck up my you know my my gear, you know, uh, that's actually going to be kind of kind of useful. It says that it's going to be based on the attributes of their job, so you shouldn't be equipping like strength gear on your white mage or whatever. Okay, well that does make sense so if you want different allocations then it's something that you're going to have to pay attention to but at the same time it's not like i walk around with a whole bunch of like competing 220 gear you know what i mean like yeah. it, it it'll automatically just go to the highest eye level which will be what i want it to do mm-hmm. makes sense yep uh so they've added a bunch of new achievements uh my favorite one is let me be your hog <laughs> which is defeating nidhog in the minstrel's ballad nidhog's rage <laughs> Um, um, the following duties count towards high level party duty achievements, and that's basically all the extreme primals. Did they not before? Mm, I guess not. Oh, huh. what? Hmm. Uh, interesting. Oh, y- mm-hmm. uh, oh, this is cool. You can now uh, change your mentor icon based on what you're a mentor of. It's one with a little sword, a little hammer, and a little flag, and then obviously the usual one, which is just the crown. Yeah. Oh yeah, mentor PVE trade and PVP. Uh, the the I don't know why they've marked the zone lines more clearly. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Okay. Well, actually, there's an interesting thing in this in this map though. What is that? That northern uh, uh, exit is currently blocked off right now. Is that right? Yes, it is. And that's this is old Gridania. Yeah. Interesting. There is a guard out there that says only distinguished Gridanians can be here. No place for commoners like yourself or whatever. Fuck that guy. And we and 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 it's like not at any point used as a zone line for like like Gridania quests or. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Weird. Unless it's like level five and I 
haven't done it before. So this is this is a pretty big change that uh, Waymarks will now appear <sighs> on the mini map, which it's that's so good. That's a great QOL Finally. right there. Uh, and also partial match function has been added to market board. But yeah, Shafi, check for it. That's okay. good. Um, idle camera changes. Yay. A switching feature has been added. The feature will detect and switch to a subject using an action within the camera angle perimeter. This is going to make being in studio for LBR way more fun. This Pe- can only be activated for players in combat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn it, Square Enix. chance that the idling camera will follow the subject using an action. Selected camera pattern will be adjusted when the subject is in combat, and idling camera can now be used while in combat. What? Why? Stop. Square Enix, why? These would be such good normal changes. All they have to do is make it so you can adjust that that parameter, like how far it reaches. Yeah. Um, characters uh, who meet the following conditions cannot be included in a group pose, even if they are not party members. Friends, free company members. Who cares? Players in different areas. Who blah, 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 gives blah. a shit? Uh, some changes have been made to the journal... The character window, blah, blah, blah. You can now save HUD layouts. This is big. That's going to be a big one. Up to four different variations of your HUD layout. That's going to be a big one. I like that. And it seems like you'll be able to change between them fairly easily. Mm -hmm. Here's another really cool one, which had they not showed examples, I might not have cared. But players can now choose the following settings High quality scenery and lighting in the game will de- be displayed in an optimized quality. That's for PS4 users. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the well. Do I already have that? Then? Yeah, you already have it. Oh, I don't. Give that a was fuck. that was included in your DirectX update. All right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm back to not giving a fuck. And uh, now players can customize the party list depending display according to the job. Now, didn't we figure out like last time that you could apparently already do this or something? Or Nika said you could. I don't remember. I, Nika's dumb. She said it, but I don't believe yeah. you can do that. Uh, yeah, this. Yeah, I don't think you can either. But whatever. Um, I don't know. If there's is there anything else? Uh, the there's looks pretty lame. Yeah, there's a lot of new text commands, uh, including text commands for uh, changing your HUD layout, which makes me think that that's going to be a whole lot. You know, like <gasps> hold like on, very hold fast. on. They've added new auto translate. Oh, Let's see there's we, no good ones. No, there isn't. Oh. no. Darn. There's keep it busy. Oh, nice. That's a, that's all right. Yeah. Avoid the attack. Should we find some replacements? That's for Skuro. Weeping city of my cock. Take them down at the same time. I was kind of upset that there wasn't a noon in the 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 time. That way we could have done high noon. Donut. Donut. Wait, what? There's donut. Why is donut in there? Who cares? Uh, for AOEs that hit everywhere around you, but not the center. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, and then I think the uh, final uh, uh, thing Wait, of note. Original fat chocobo. <laughs> uh, that is yeah. that is a thing. We don't want the cheap, not the new one. cheap no. replacements. Are not you, the new one. Are you an OFC? Uh, the following adjustments have been made to the free trial version of the game. The level cap has been raised from 20 to 35, and the maximum amount of guild players can carry has been increased from 100k to 300k. Uh, so that's cool. If you know, if you've been on the fence about wanting to try FF14, uh, this gives you even more content to chew through. I mean, 15 levels is pretty significant. That's going to unlock a bunch more MSQ. 
you You'd be a job. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so it, I would definitely, you know, if if you aren't already playing FF14, uh, take advantage of that ch- nice little change there to the free trial duration. And that takes care of the patch 3.3 preliminary notes. Uh, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you about any of your thoughts about 3.3. What are you most hyped for? What were you most surprised by in the 3.3 patch notes? Now, this isn't our only piece of news. We've also got this translated Famitsu article, which was done so skillfully by the one, the only Slicer over at Blue Garter. Slicer is really awesome about providing these uh, Famitsu translations. And uh, you can find that, of course, at BlueGarter.com in their forums uh, in the uh, FF14 official news and information section. We'll, of course, have a link to this at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com, and Kuki providing a link in the chat that you can hit if you're listening live on Twitch.tv. So let's go through some of the more interesting points from this Famitsu translation, uh, from this uh, Famitsu interview, and because uh, there was definitely, I think that there's more interesting points in here than there was in the 3.3 oh, yeah, notes. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, uh, the other night I basically went through here and pulled out all of the, the pertinent information that I thought would be interesting. And uh, the first thing they started off with was uh, apparently Yoshi has been wanting to use the revenge or the word revenge in a patch title for North America for some time now, right? Uh, because in the Japanese version, it's called The Last Roar or something like that. Right. And, uh, you know, so we brought it up to, to, to Koji. He's like, you know, find a way to use the word revenge. And Koji was really hesitant about it for some reason. Uh, I think it was that, that, that it was too cliche and everyone sort of does it. And uh, Yoshi's response was, yeah. Even Star Wars has done it. I think that's less of a reason to do it, right? <laughs> and basically, he told him, just make it work. <laughs> and just that was that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Yoshi has spoken. Pretty much. Uh, the number of MSQs in 3.3, as we noted earlier, is smaller, but the length of the cutscenes and the voice acting is longer. There will also be a number of quests available afterwards to help us reflect on the Dragon Song War. So, similarly to how at the end of 2.0, you know, it was like, hey, you were about to enter the, uh, the bed chamber. Members of uh, of the. Sultana. Sultana. Of the Sultana. Shameful. Make sure that you have ample time to, to view all these cutscenes. Right. He said it's going to be the same sort of thing, so make sure that uh, after, you know, in the final one, you have set some time aside. I think that's good, and I hope that they're not blowing their uh, their narrative wad right now, because I would still like, as we get towards like 3.5, and as we wrap up, uh, Heaven's Word as an expansion, not just in a narrative sense, right. but as an expansion, that there is as much to look forward to. Although, it might be an interesting change because they did talk about, uh, and I, I'm expe- uh, I'm especially excited to talk about the diadem changes that they talked about. But they did say that that's going to be adjusted in 3.4, and I think it would be interesting to see them take a step back from the narrative and focus on the play, focus on the content. If we have that down, then I think a lot of people will play through the lull between uh, three. 3.5 and 4.0. 
It, well, it would be a completely different approach because mm-hmm. we were we were hanging on by a narrative thread, but all of us were like, I, "We're it's so hard to keep playing this game between three point uh, in between two point five and three point And I think if they take a different approach and they double down more on the content and the gameplay, that that will keep people more engaged in between that time. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath because later in the article they do say that just because this is the end of the Dragon Song War, this is not the end of Ishgard's story. Right. Yep. Um, the interviewer said that when when Astinian killed Nidhogg, spoiler, he took his eye. That might have been a mistake. To which Yoshi replies, in the end, your interpretation might change. Hmm. Interesting. So maybe taking the eye wasn't a mistake or something? So I, hmm. didn't you guys like theorycraft that Astinian was the plant to actually kill Nidhogg yes. by, you know, I- subconsciously doing it that was that was a theory that i had come up with based on emmerich's reaction mm-hmm. to seeing astinian at the in the last set of cutscenes where uh you know they appears at the peace summit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah that may that uh, and and this is that that was the quote that made me think okay well and and maybe it's just because it was it's preceding uh, the quote where they say you know we'll have quests available afterwards to help us reflect on the Dragon Song War. I think it would be interesting in terms of a revelation to find out after the conclusion of the battle and the struggle against Nidhogg that the motivations driving Astinian and Nidhogg were not what we thought they were as mm-hmm. players. And I think that that would be a good narrative device for us to be reinvested. In that story, like, oh my God, we just had. We like just, there was something else we could have done, maybe. Had we, we just had the this? wool pulled over our eyes this entire time. Mm-hmm. I think that would be way more powerful than, yeah, everything is as it seems. Uh, and I think that this quote kind of speaks to that possibility. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also says the bridge battle scene is a lot longer and you can't predict what will happen based on what little is shown in the trailer. Okay. I predict that a tower is going to fall and break the break the bridge. Because that's what happened in the trailer. Half of the Scions are involved with the Warring Triad story, and more will p- become involved as we move on. So I think that that's a pretty good indication that the Warring Triad is going to lead us into wherever Poplimo and Yidda is, mm-hmm. and they will also join in on. Because really, the only the only uh, Scions that aren't involved at this time are. Pretty much those two, right? Yeah, and Poplimo. Yeah. Orianje is, uh, is still a wild card. Orianje, what the fuck is that guy doing nowadays? Uh, we don't know. I mean, the last time... Consorting with Assians. When was the last time that we caught... Assian hole. When was the last time we caught up with him? That It was at the end of 2.55, wasn't it? No, we've seen him... We've seen him since? Since okay. then, briefly, but though. yeah. Only I, very briefly. I can't remember what was going on. Okay. Uh, the, uh, it says, we will learn more about Regulus Van Hydra's plans going forward. Hail uh-huh. Van Hydra. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Unukel High, the kid in the white mask will still be with us and a small hint as to as to his identity will be dropped. Okay, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. I'm, I'm excited for that. Hint. I want a big hint. Yep. Uh, Yoshi also said he was very, very happy with how uh, Sephiroth EX uh, tuning and difficulty came out. 
Uh, he is aiming for similar results with Nidhogg Extreme, and uh, it will also reward weapons as well. He did say, though, that it's hard to describe the Nidhogg, the Nidhogg fight. Um, Sephiroth, you know, they, they kept saying was Titan-esque, but he said Nidhogg is its own thing. Uh, the interview asked questions about whether you could fall or not, and uh, Yoshi made a joke about maybe from now on, fights should just be described as whether or not you can fall. Yeah. I think that this is a pretty interesting idea. I, I you know, I think that the community's reception for Sephiroth EX was very, very high. Uh, a lot of people were very, very happy with how that fight was tuned. And it's nice to hear that they're taking that as a lesson and applying it moving forward. But that also Nidhogg is very much its own sort of thing. I kind of like that idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, lore weapon or lore weapon upgrades will eventually come from the weeping city of Yorkok. Yep. Uh, <laughs> He also admits that Void Arc was very easy and monotonous, and their aim for Weeping City is to use the entire arena and give each party roles in the alliance. I think we've seen that in those pictures, right? Well, we've seen it in the trailer for yeah, sure. They had well, that we, big room and they had those three different areas. We even kind of got that a little bit back mm -hmm. in World of Darkness when we fought the Hydra. Remember yeah. when we when you first went in, people would always assign A, B, and C to specific yep. things. But he uses an example. He says, when the first boss drops a nest during the battle, all of the adventurers need to go on top of that nest. But Alliance A in particular, for example, we need to do another action. For the second boss, the role of the individual players in the alliance rather than the alliance units will be more of more importance. Interesting. On the other hand, with Ozma, the sphere, you can see that fight looks quite different from anything before. That is also true. There are other mechanics not shown in the trailer footage, so please stay tuned. Uh, for Califeresti, which appeared last, previously Echidna had you move along diagonals into the center. So we thought about how this impacted players other than tanks, and uh, you'll have to pay more attention to the boss this time. Interesting. They also said that they make the third boss the most flashy, so if you can defeat that, you should be okay in the final one. And thinking back to it, Behemoth was usually more of a hurdle than anything else. Yes. Same yep. with uh, Amon, yeah. Hydra, and Nika. Lol. Uh, lore armor upgrades will be available upon launch. Uh, lore weapon upgrades, however, will be added later as we progress. Um, it also said that, uh, and this is in regards to Raish Valgur, uh, dragons cannot settle their grudge with humans and one human lifespan. Sorkai is Raish Valgur's opportunity to settle his rage with humans. And uh, it should also be noted that Sorkai is the former home of Ratatoska. I've, again, I really feel like this is it's just gonna be something lame it is man like uh, okay settle your rage with the humans in a yeah kind of glorious combat. combat yeah like we're Four not we know that we're not actually killing race valger at the end of this thing we know that maybe we, you're not <laughs> i'm gonna you know what i mean like it, it i just it, are you gonna be blown away if we actually do like if at the end it's, he's like, we're well, not. the only way that you can defeat Nidhogg? There's no way. Is by killing all the dragons? Take my eyes. There's no way. Murder all the dragons. Based on demands, the Hullbreaker Tiger may become a mount, but they're not how not sure how to make it fly yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't make it. You don't. Not every mount has to fly. Just stop. Uh, it would be a cool mount though. It would be a cool mount. I, that would be legit. The, but only if you could uh, fly. Aquapolis monsters, they say, aren't very hard. They can easily be defeated with a party of eight, and there's maybe five minutes worth of combat with a light party. There aren't very many mechanics. 
That is kind of disappointing to hear. Yeah, I think the whole point the, and of that, the Aquapolis really just comes down to the luck, RNG. The luck. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think, you know, like you're uh, in our last discussion about whether or not uh, the final coil items would be available out of the Aquapolis. I think that that statement is really indicative of the fact that if they put it in as the item into the Aquapolis, it would, the output would be way too high and would just fuck that market up. I could see them. I could see them having the items in the potential loot pool. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not if you got to the end, you automatically got the one. crafting items, though. But not I, not the full I, item. I, I don't, still think the full one would be fine. What? Because, you, uh, really think, you, you really think that there needs to be an output other than crafting? Well, n- that there needs to be? No, probably not. But Juxta, last time we talked about the Aquapolis, you broke down what the odds of getting to the end would be, with it being a 50-50 shot every time you go through a door, right? What was it? It was like 1 in 64? 1 in 64, and you only get a... Uh, path into it like every uh two treasure maps so now you're looking at getting there one in what 128 times yep, and just because it, it says that the mobs are easy there's obviously still going to be people that fuck it up right no so come on the odds of getting there is one in 64 and then what if you know the loot pool is you know there's 50 items one in 50 chance of getting a piece of dreadworm gear every like I, I feel like it becomes astronomical i i don't know man i just i i feel like you do the you almost accomplish the exact same thing by just making the craftable items drop out of there because it's another output of the actual item you don't have to go to to coil uh it would probably cre- it would probably create the burden on can you can you sell those items like the yeah. crafting yeah the yeah. craft okay so yeah it would bring the burden on that end of the market down but it would not fuck up the market for for those crafters cuz those the crafters the armorers right now who are able to make those, dude, they're making a fucking mint no, on the shit. Because they don't exist. <laughs> no, they do. I mean, Literally. well... Maybe at this point they do, but I basically had now, to farm all of my materials, and then actually finding an armor to make them was next to impossible. It's tough, yeah. but I mean, that I think is the incentive right there. Instead of, you know, like, I don't know. I think at this point, if I did a craft to 60, I would probably do my specialization in armor craft because i would because i would actually use the, those i would use those pieces of glamour way more than i would use like whatever the fuck i'm i'm gonna be using well yeah but crafting for you would be using your crafting for personal use rather than making money and that's when it true. comes to making money you know oh it's well, not no one's selling the armor well, it's not ones. that effective that's I guess. true but you can make more stuff that people are buying that is true as all the other ones that is true uh Yoshi, but you, of course but it's a corner on the market though you have i mean if you have less competition that's also a consideration too. Yeah, but how many people are going to buy like a fifteen mil body piece? I mean, does it have to be fifteen mil? I don't know. If you want to make, <laughs> if you want to make more money on one piece than you would on say five pieces, then kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you're making a markup, I mean, you could come in and, and take over the market. Like, there's if there's one or two people crafting that shit right now, you, you could be a destabilizing force. Uh, well, Yoshi refuses to say much about what drops because it might affect the economy. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moogle Quest says you've entered into a contract with the dragons to rebuild the palace. Uh, and tier five crafting material will be set as the rewards. Okay. Tons of new information about the animal weapon. Uh, Alagon tombstones will be necessary for its growth, but it will not grow with those alone. Um, it says this stage is being compared to the Alexandrite stage. When you turn in items to get to grow a parameter, it goes up by three, 
but randomly can go up by five, and it's not said whether or not this value is specifically related to a stat. But I not. think when going back and breaking down yep. the uh, the screenshot, I don't think it's going to be a stat. I think it's just going right. to be. It's not like when we say it goes up by three that your skill speed is going up by three. Right. Right. It's but just your maybe bar, your your but maybe bar, not. yeah your mm-hmm. bar in that. So I mean, like the thing is, is that if you've got if you're picking out two stats to assign there, then it really like if if you're getting three or five like it's really all to your benefit you know what i mean like it's not like someone will raise a stat by mistakenly five and go oh no you know like i that's i don't i think that's how you avoid that scenario so um some items you need will be tradable completed weapons will have new graphics yay uh raid finders intended for the most difficult of the raiding a game might have savage uh we talked about that already um they're trying to put bard's firepower in closer proximity to machinist we talked about the AOE DP, DPS increase for ninja, DP. uh, astrologer <laughs> barriers being increased. They said that they want astrologers to coexist better with white mages. Uh, currently, the scholar fairies are very strong. Uh, healers won't have to worry about accuracy in dungeons, but they still want them to have uh, a focus on accuracy if they want to hit in raids because it's supposed to be the most difficult of content. Uh, interviewer notes that... Uh, this is a specific uh, note from the interviewer. Uh, he said that though the DPS checks in Midas Savage seem more relaxed compared to Gordius, the pace of mechanics are not. I think that that's probably fair. Yep. Uh, next Alexander is already in production. Uh, Diadem changes coming in 3.4. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, the Diadem one specifically, uh, they said they're working on a new matchmaking system, and I believe that it actually talked about being able to put, like, gatherers in their own parties, so I think they cracked, finally, about the whole separating uh, warriors of... Uh, or the disciples of war and magic from the uh, yeah hand or gather in hand yeah I think it was becoming a, a pretty serious problem especially as more and more people left the diadem and only gatherers were yep. going in there yep uh, content change will or content will change completely with the addition of new exploration it will be a tightly driven system it will be tightly driven system side and have a new direction that will focus on making it feel like you're exploring this is super exciting I think that this this is what Diadem has needed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that element of exploration. And the only time that it does is when you first get in there and you're getting Aether Currents. Yep. That's it. And, and and to have to have them say that they're doing a complete redesign on it, I think is incredibly exciting. Yep. Yeah, Yoshi uh, even said when he made this system, he wanted it for people to actually explore mm-hmm. it. So right. Sounds like they're finally getting yeah, back Yeah, he to says, uh, as an example, you may come to an area with an order like Retrieve the Goods, so you'll have to actually go around the area instead of just staying in one spot in... Good. Pretending like you're in a fate spawn, basically. I I, I think that that's uh, that's great. I mean, you're you're varying up the goals and objectives. Uh, that's what we have been saying has been the monotonous part yeah. is that everyone just gets flying and automatically goes to Dino Island. The more that you can break that up with specific. Uh, you know, specific goals and even punishments if those goals aren't reached within a specific amount of time. That's ways to affect the play style right there. Yep. Um, there's a few more quotes here. It says, we've gone through all of the feedback we received from everyone. And as a result, we've decided to take a hard turn and really focus on establishing the content based on a sense of exploration. We're putting a lot of effort into the production. 
even for selecting goals, rather than leaving it up to players to discuss, uh, we'll be more clearly presenting the goals as part of the content. The basic play elements will still be to search and clear the area. Separate from that, we're also considering a full area raid idea. Okay, now there's two really important statements in here. So, uh, be make, more, making clearly presenting the goals as part of the content that to me says that or my hope for this at least is that it's not going to be the same every time and that the objectives are going to be dynamic Mm -hmm. uh if you're going in there and just doing the same shit every time i that gets monotonous Mm -hmm. even if it is objective so as long as there's some some dynamics on that and some rng in terms of the uh, the the activities that you're going in there and you have to do within the time limit i think that that's a great thing um you know there were uh, before with dnm there were optional things that if you wanted the lore out of it or Just if you wanted to the tones lore, you had to do like two you, or three things you had to do that big deal but i think I, I think i like the idea and it's not mentioned here but i like the idea of potential punishments coming along mm-hmm. for not doing it and or buffs that way and yeah. yes mm-hmm. so it, it, it there's actually an incentive to to doing these things like and how that, cool would it be is if you, if, if you finish all of the uh the objectives by the end you straight up get a chest that gives you like a full treasure pool of random ass gear uh, that would be a that yeah. i think that's a great um the whole full area raid idea this is the second part says of it two things to me um a i think of back to like what sky or c was yes. in ff11 as a full raid area which yes. this could easily be and it also reminds me of things like uh Uldua or zul aman no zg zul Gurub from from wow where basically you can go in and it's a raid but it's not linear and you can choose which bosses you go to First, or in oh. what order you go to, or even skip bosses. I kind of like if you want. I kind of like that idea, yeah. but the you know the the thing that Diadem was founded on, where you have you know the, the they're a little bit like Abyssia Lights, where you build those up, and yeah. that's what generates the ability to spawn the next exactly. mob. But you and then there's choose RNG. what. You- in, in a certain way like if you don't want to get the right. brachiosaurus stay away from this area or these monsters and i think that's something that's that's a a, a bit of um a nuance that the diadem system was missing because you could get almost any spawn in any area and it really felt like it didn't matter yeah and so dino island became the de facto uh place to go to because it was the easiest terrain to navigate and it had the uh the easiest yeah. rel- relative mobs but now yeah if you've got if you've got regions and specific you know bosses that you're hunting in specific regions it gives a, a much more of an incentivized re- reason to be visiting other areas and to move maybe as a pack maybe as as a single party or maybe as an alliance the I, I only, like this I like yeah I, the only thing they don't mention which I think is what a lot of this hinges on is how are the rewards going to be determined out because if it's still completely random you're just going to maybe focus on whatever the easier content is, right? Like, if you can, if you still actually, in a way, have a choice of, like, what bosses or monsters you go to. Sure. If it's completely random, you're always going to go for the... That's why the rewards cannot be RNG anymore. If they go for a system like that, then the rewards have got to be static. can be RNG. The stats can... Well, I don't know. The, but the gear has to be static in a way where there's a clear incentive to take on a harder mob yeah. than... Or, or Body or, drops from these ones. Uh, yes. Legs drop okay. from these ones. That's a way you could do it. Yeah. That's a great way you could do it. If it's if it's uh, uh, designated by, by gear slot, mm-hmm. then yeah, if you want a headpiece you got to go fight 
the really hard guy. Like, Genbu. Whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. Because his shell's like a helmet. I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, all right. So they go on to say, because of the item level increase that we'll be seeing in 3.4, we may not see this DM change until 3.45 or even 3.5. That sort of makes sense given where the Diadem gear fell in the last yeah. gear progression because they're trying to make it a side grade. And so if they're responding to where gear allocations or stat allocations are currently sitting, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. That has been the first justification of a piece of content being pushed off to a 0.5 patch where I've gone, okay, that's fair. Yep, 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 definitely. And uh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot, so don't worry about it. Uh, Deep Dungeon. They say it will be different from the traditional image of one tank, one healer, and two DPS. You can do Deep Dungeon with four DPS if you oh. wish. Natural recovery can occur. Now, this is where he said uh, that there's a bunch of different items you're going to be wanting to use in there. Uh, he said that there are a number of items that can only be used in Deep Dungeon. For example, one reveals all the masked areas of the map. And another transforms the adventurer into a manticore, which we saw in the video, yep. that can beat all the enemies with one punch. Since you become so strong, you want to rush through the area, but you'll have to take care not to step on a landmine, which could cause a catastrophe. Interesting. I, again, this is some really different gameplay than mm -hmm. we've seen out of anything before. Uh, we've also seen a couple of screenshots associated with Deep Dungeon, and in terms of the HUD that they're going to be adding it's with really Deep Dungeon, cool looking. It, yeah, yeah. this is in. Uh, you can tell this is a system sort of unto itself. They've really taken the time to make it its own thing, and again, we're back I, and. I, I think Square Enix is listening. We're we're starting to see dynamics being built into the systems that are being added into this game, and I think that that is so to this game's benefit, mm -hmm. and it, and it'll just make content always interesting. It won't be the same thing because yes. I, I hate when I go into a dungeon. And after the first boss, I'm nodding off because I'm, I've been worked into the same fucking pattern again and again. And it's not even like I'm tired, but I find my it's. it's oh, yeah. I 100 percent get it. Man. I, I talked about this before. Yeah. It's like, it's almost hypnotic the way that it happens. And you you do. You find yourself nodding off and it's hard to stay engaged with that kind of content. The dynamics help. You know, I feel like RNG has not really been applied in the ways that it could most benefit. In FF exciting 14. ways. Yeah, right. but these are ways where it seems like it could. Yep. Uh, they said currently floor 50 is the deepest, but that's just the tip. They plan on adding up to 200 later. Uh, as they add more to the Palace of the Dead, we will learn more about it. Now, that coupled with the theory that that wedding dress might be Eda or Ida. Yeah. I hope that there's a story element to this. I really fucking do. It sounds like they intend for there to be. Yeah. As you open treasure chests, your armor will be strengthened. Also, potions use is encouraged since its recovery amount cooldown will be improved as well. They said bring Phoenix Downs. If you plan to bring four DPS, I mean, honestly, you should probably bring Phoenix Downs and uh, the, the way that, it, that that they've talked about recovery use and the fact that we've seen all those changes to a lot of the recovery items. I think they're going to start playing a bigger and more important role in the Palace of the Dead. Right. And now this is, I think, one of the most interesting things, because we have we've gone back and forth on this based on the way that they've done diadem adjustments since it was implemented. But they have been very clear. Palace of the Dead updates are planned for 3.45 and 3.5 or 3.5 or 3.5. But the fact that we're getting another deep dungeon update 
I mean, you know, we we've called we've sat here and called Square Enix out on not adjusting the oh, diadem because right, we're getting it at three point three five. Then we're going to almost immediately get another update. I see what you're saying now, right? And and you know, we've we've thrown that accusation around that they say that they're going to keep updating these systems. Well, I mean, this article uh, is pretty clear that they intend to keep updating diadem. They've got some serious changes planned for that, and they have laid out a timetable for Palace of the Dead. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Thanks, Scape Dev. You know what I've just realized? Right. right. All right. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that we're getting a deep dungeon update right at the tail end of the expansion, right? Okay. The way that this talks, especially if there's 200 floors, like going from 50, then tripling that, right? Going into the, the, the weight between expansions, that's something's going to keep us going. You want to know what else Deep Dungeon is? The fact that they talk about how the gear in Deep Dungeon isn't going to play a role outside of Deep Dungeon, mm-hmm. this is our horizontal gear progression. They can still keep vertical gear progression when you're going through MSQ and the narrative, but within Deep Dungeon... You get progression. There's your horizontal progression. There's something that's going to hold you over between long patch lulls. That's an interesting concept. I mean, if they execute it that way, it could... Yeah, I mean, think about PvP. PvP and PvE are distinctly separate systems, right? That's right, You don't worry about your progress through PvE in relation to PvP. So... Why can't like, like like what's really stopping someone from having two PVE systems that are separated from each other? I think the only concern there is that people still want the rewards to be taken out of uh, deep dungeon and, I and think still be relevant. In a certain extent, obviously, obviously, glamour is going to take you out of that. Um, I don't. I mean, they could, I guess, potentially as you're going through, you know, a new uh, a new update comes. Now you can maybe get like or, you know, tome upgrade items. I mean, they could still find some ways to put little incentives in there to help you outside of it. But at the same time, yeah, this could just be another game mode. I think it is. And even better, if people tend to gravitate towards this. Right. Going on in a later expansion, it might be easier to then transition this as the the primary game mode. Well, I think the 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 concern here is that if you have an, a, an isolated game mode with two different PVE environments, that then the rewards won't end up crossing over, and only those people, much like PvP, it becomes a very isolated event mm-hmm. with only those people who are really invested in the system that are participating. And Square Enix has showed that they don't want that. There was a lot of that in FF11. You had a lot of gating, whether it be through missions and accessible areas, or whether it be through through, uh, you know, through the rewards and interest driven in that department. But people were fractured among multiple places in that game. But the fact of the matter is, is that at the end of the day, all of those rewards were as applicable outside of their own events as they were inside of it. And that's going to be the key to keep interest driven in this is if that people can take the rewards outside of Deep Dungeon and they're still relevant. I think that this theory is is, is also supported by the fact that if we have a narrative in the Palace of the Dead... That's also going to help push people to want to progress in and participate in that content. Depending on what that narrative is. Uh, Depending on what that narrative is. If it has Ida, I think that's going to draw a lot of people in. As we've stated before. Undoubtedly. That's one of the better ones. Yep. How long do you, or how hard do you think this deep dungeon is going to be? 
I don't think that the difficulty is as much of a question as it is how often can you enter or progress through the floors. Hmm. Well... Has there been any content besides raid content where you couldn't do it as much as you wanted to initially? No, unless they arbitrarily unless d- yeah, unless they lock, lock you out unless they lock you out of the rewards, then it seems like a pointless. Um, like like you can do void arc multiple times a week, but why would you? Right, right. Like, uh, not really, unless you want to take a look at something like leave quest allowances. Um, mm. But other than that, yeah, no, not really. I mean, is but the the question is if it's just glamour, glowy weapons, and whatever kind of armor they put in there, is that enough to get the job done to keep people there and interested in grinding shit out of it? I don't know that it is. The system, if the system is good on its face and people have fun with the system, then maybe. But the rewards have to be there as well. Mm-hmm. We saw that with Diadem. Diadem was an unfun system that people didn't like, but they did it until the... the Strictly know, because of rewards. They got the gear jackpot, mm-hmm. or we moved on. Once we progressed, I mean, fuck, I nobody's think, in there I now. I think that if, if this system is fun on its face, it has a narrative that is actually fun and inspiring, cough, Alexander, cough, that I think that will be enough to get people into it, and... You know, 50 floors compared to 200, that's actually kind of small, right? Who knows how quickly it will progress through them. But if it's a hit with people, then I think so long as they can keep that up, that, that yeah, putting in stuff like Glamour, putting in mounts, minions, titles. But again, we see this with PvP, too. You know, like, people are incentivized to participate in PvP when they can get tomes out of it. But when they again, can get- PvP just comes down to being the act of, Right. There's well, there's the rewards and, too. I mean, there's there's armor. There's there's no kind of there's one armor, one set per class, and it's ugly usually. Yeah. But there's no actual sense of real progression in PvP. You as a level fifty Maelstrom person is isn't much different for me as like a level five Ulda person. Okay. I mean, even now, it's not not even the gear. The gear isn't even locked by rank anymore. So now all that does is make some of your abilities a little bit better. Right. Yeah, the, your PvP ability. But if you actually feel like you're going into the Palace of the Dead and you're actually progressing through it, but that's this is what I'm saying though. Like, how many people are are participating in PvP once the lore output or the queue times just become unbearable? It's it's way less than participate in PvE events. And why would you want to fracture your audience even more? You want to you want events like this to be inclusive of the overworld in the PvE environment. Mm-hmm. Even if even if it's not the best gear, you want it to be at least semi relevant, don't you? Well, this is uh, because the only reason that I do would do PvP is because of the glamour and the lore. So you're right. After lore dries up, or I don't need lore for the rest of the week, wouldn't need it, right? right. But this, I would at least want to get to floor fifty because if it's something they're going to they're going to continually expand on. Once you stop doing it. You are exponentially missing out on more content. That is true. If you decide to stop doing Seal Rock, that's fine. Because when Shatter comes out, you that's all you have to do. It. Okay, all right. That's that's a compelling point. You know, I hadn't considered that. You're climbing Continued, a ladder. Continued participation in the event as it continues to progress. That's okay. 
all right, I can get behind that. That that is that is a clearly outlined incentive. I do still think that the rewards need to be somewhat relevant beyond glamour, and hopefully they will. I mean, just because our armor from outside doesn't go inside or vice versa, they could still introduce some kind of uh, token system akin to Ein Harrier, where just being in there and progressing gives you some type of currency that you can use to buy things mm-hmm. that do work outside of it. Or hell, even just giving it tomes. Right. So, so there's a new and interesting way to do tomes. I, but tomes... I know. I know. I know it's tired. and boring. I, I know. I, th- I, would, I would rather see no tomes come out of this and relevant, you know, like item rewards as opposed to having a, uh, a tome element. I'm, I'm sure that there will be uh, ammo weapon item output uh, I, in some, yeah, in some probably way. uh by the way if you'd like to call the show uh we'd love to hear what your thoughts are what do you expect for deep dungeon limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you'd like to call in on discord uh we'd be very interested in hearing all of from from you about any of these proposed changes uh again i think that this uh, famitsu article is the most interesting thing out of here we get confirmation of diadem adjustments that are going to be coming up, and we get a doubling down from uh, a development point of view on the deep dungeon and a bit of a roadmap of what we can expect out of the content in the future. And I think that that's fantastic. I, I would love to see. I, I, I would love to see interviews like this take place with uh, U.S. media. Although, again, as I identified at the beginning of the show, I think that a language barrier prevents that, and that's why these translations are such a critical important yes. thing in this community and so again we want to send a huge huge shout out to slicer from blue garter and all of the blue garter including uh Raggins and uh, sonoma you guys are fucking awesome uh thank you for uh letting us basically just steal your content so i think of sonoma whenever i see the trucks what? what? There's like Sonoma truck. There Sonoma is. trucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a truck. It says I Sonoma didn't, right oh, on I the back. Oh, and every time okay. I'm in traffic, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if you want to check it out, of course, we uh, will have a link to that uh, in the chat room. Kuki has provided a link to that many, many times, but we'll also have a link to it at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com. Again, if you want to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you'd like to call in on Discord. All right, let's read some emails. Emails. This first one comes from Clockwork Heart of Melboro. They say, hey, Hey, LBR, checking in. I stopped playing seriously about two or three months ago. My raid group has died, and I'm only logging on to, ca- to cap on lore and do my scratchers. I also haven't listened to LBR my since... My scratchers. I like, I like that. That's uh, a good way to refer to them. I got two 10 gays. T- 10 gays? 10 morning. gays? <laughs> ten, 10 gays. 10 gays? Twice. Oh That's 20 gays. Wow. Two 10 gays, which were 16k because of the uh, all the buffs that are going on. And of course, Jux is sitting and goes, oh, I must be good luck for you. <laughs> And then the last one was 161. I was about to get a fucking hat trick and you ruined it, you piece of shit. You're welcome. <laughs> I haven't listened to LBR since February or March, but tuned in for episode... Fuck's on my mic. 64 today. That is probably cat hair. I'm gonna. Gar- I'm almost going to guarantee you that that's okay. cat hair. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on the topic of raiding, from my point of view anyway, uh, I try to convince people to raid for the exact reason I try to convince people to play the Souls games. It's repetitive and hard and you hate it for a bit. But then something changes and you get better. 
Suddenly, little things like slight upgrades and gear become more important to you. Strategies are critical. Mm -hmm. Doing research before raids become a must. You get into it somehow, and when you finally beat whatever it is you were face bashing for weeks or months, it feels absolutely amazing. And it's not just you experiencing it. You have your raid mates, your free company, your link shell, or your lucky, uh, or if you're lucky, your friends IRL all screaming praise over comms. I try to convince people to raid because it feels told. It feels told? I think maybe total. Uh, it feels bold? I don't know. It feels something to finally achieve something you work towards. Feels good. It feels good. <laughs> Even if all you get is a title or some shitty gear or amount, I guess it's just the social aspect. The cheering and congratulations and all that. I know it's not for everybody, but maybe this can convince you. Last year, I wrote you guys about my girlfriend who had just joined 14. She was having trouble in dungeons. Not raids, but normal dungeons. I asked her to join me in doing some coil, which she did kind of suck at, admittedly. But after a few wipes, she started to understand the mechanics. She wanted to do more, uh, one more run and one more run and a clear in the next run. Now she doesn't have any trouble in normal dungeons anymore and is actually actively looking for people to do savage. I guess just try it. If you really don't like it, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, but maybe you will like it. Uh, you know, and, and that's it, fair. That's fair. And again, I'm I'm gonna go back to this. In 2.0, I was pretty actively raiding. Yep. You know, I it's not like I have no context, uh, no context for this mm -hmm. uh, at all. And you know, I was thinking about this the other day. And when it comes to time allocation. Uh, especially these days, the, the thing that is like important to me, the thing that I want to get better at, the thing that I want to devote time and resources and energy to is not necessarily FF14. I want to be better as a broadcaster. That is what my passion is. That is where all my passion lies. And there is stuff that I can do around here in the studio uh, with the, uh, you know, with the microphones and the gear that that you guys have provided me i'm always constantly tinkering with uh with with shit in uh, you know on uh the channel or with final encounter cast and to me that's the thing that i want to spend time mm -hmm. effort and energy getting better at and i think that you know that's to the benefit of course to the channel and it sounds like a bit of a cop-out but that's some real shit like i want to I, I get competitive about the show i get competitive about you know looking Which at the marketplace because we already smashed the competition i know well quality and stuff goes but the thing is that final encounter cast has so much ground to that's make true. up that's if, true. if we were just doing limit break radio i probably would be like okay I've got, i want to devote myself to rating because i want to know all of this game to be able to talk mm -hmm. about it but because we've opened up into final encounter cast and we're entering into a whole new arena with that show show it makes me much more competitive uh in in terms of like i want final encounter cast to succeed right. limit break radio is already really wildly successful i want final encounter cast to succeed what do i need to do to set that up and so you know spending time with other games trying to broaden my horizon in terms of the games that i play that's been really important to me improving the quality of the the visuals that you see on the stream that's been really important to me and that takes time that takes effort that takes uh, do, that is something that i'm not good at audio i can do all day setting up microphones i'm fine i'm done in 20 minutes setting up cameras I, i'm gonna fuck it up at least twice before i get it right and it's gonna take me all goddamn afternoon that's why we only have two wide angle cams mm -hmm. we have to, we own two more i can't i can't get like to mount them you know what i mean like it's put one on the fans so we can like rotate it around if necessary they all have cords that would be really really bad oh. they only have so much slack oh 
Okay. So, well, I think we can all relate to the to the to the time constraint thing. Um, I'm gonna rustle some jimmies here uh, and say that the reason that I don't raid is because I've had a taste of that head bashingness before when I raided in. Wow! And I know you're all saying, "No, this is FM. It's better than Wow. You have no idea what you're talking about because we're obviously so much better than they are." Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I know what it consists of and I'm not about that life. Well, I, you know, I think, I, I do think like, you know, there have been some compelling arguments put forth and in fact, a lot of what I tell when people come into the stream asking about rating is that if you came from wow, when it comes to the actual difficulty of it, it is increased, I think probably like tenfold in final fantasy. Sure. It is more difficult. So if I didn't like bashing my face in wow rating as beautiful and thematic and as, you know, great of a narrative and storytelling as it was take all that out and increase the difficulty. And that just does not interest me at all. Fair enough. I think it would be nice though, if we tried to get LBR participants in the same raid, like one night a week, you know, we do mm-hmm. we do reset nights, but, you know, we're streaming almost every night yeah. as it is. It would be nice if we could. It, it, and and granted, it's going to take a bit. Oh, of, I see the salt already. It's it's going to take a bit of uh, of planning on our parts and a bit of uh, organizing on our parts. But it might be nice, you know, to just do like and we don't have to do like Nika does with three nights a week. That's a bit intense. One night a week. I would probably be okay with that. I, w- I probably wouldn't object to that. So, um, I don't know. Maybe clockwork. We appreciate the uh, point of view. Uh, maybe something will happen with that in the future. I don't want to, I don't want to make any promises. Cause the last time I said, we said that, Oh, rating kind of looks fun and we'd be interested. Nika was like, Oh, well that means you're definitely doing it. Right. And if you don't, you're a shithead. That's right. So her uh, words. Exactly. Juxta, this is a short one. You want to take this next one? Uh, we actually have a caller on the line. Oh, wanna... caller. Oh, okay. So uh, let's uh, take a caller. This is Orpheus Heidnir of uh, Hyperion. First time caller. What's up, uh, Orpheus? How's it going? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Uh, thanks. Uh, it's. I'm happy to be on. Thank you. All right. So uh, what do you want to talk about, Orpheus? All right. So uh, I actually... Uh, wanted to call in because uh, I was hoping to get some advice. Because okay. what happened was is that my my FC has been pretty much dead since three point one. Okay, and it's been to the point where the top rank has been bouncing around to different players, and it finally jumped on me a few days ago. Okay, and so what I was planning on doing is I was just gonna hold down the fort until somebody of capable prowess comes back on, and then I could just pass it back to them and then i can go transfer <laughs> services to go play with my friends because i don't i don't want to be that much of a dick because i have been with these guys since i started playing again let on, me ask you uh, this orpheus sorry to interrupt you let me ask you this uh how many people are currently in your free company in total uh i can't remember the exact number because i'm not exactly online right now well give me a ballpark uh, active members, I'd say at most like fifteen. Okay. okay, how many people are usually on at any given time? Uh, the most is about seven, eight. All right. Okay. Uh, did you listen to the last show by chance? Uh, I was skimming through it while I was at work. Okay, <laughs> we had an email that is very reminiscent of this situation uh, about a player who felt like Square Enix killed their free company that they have been in since the 1.0 days and right. people have basically been leaving and going off to different link shells different free companies some have transferred over to sargitanas 
and you have a lot of memories there, right? We all can sympathize with that. I mean, whether it's from this MMO or other MMOs, free companies, guilds, link shells. Sure. We get that attachment, okay? But as content ebbs and flows in MMOs, there are link shells, there are groups that will just inevitably live and die and pass on different places. Friends, you know, separate. They find new friends. That's just part of the game. I think the real question yeah, here is, but, uh, is though, like, what what kind of assets does the free company have? Is there is there a house involved? Like, yeah, yeah that's I was I was actually yeah. meaning to get to that because I'm uh, that that's not the that's not the main reason why mm-hmm. I, why I, I called in. Uh, I'm planning on staying now. That okay. is the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, basically uh, I found out a few like literally the day after uh, the the rank transfer happened. A mutual friend came on and basically told me nobody's coming back. Uh, they're not even going to come back for 4.0 when it drops. They're, they're just gone. They're just done. So, yeah. So I'm just so I'm I've basically become acting leader now mm-hmm. and I want to try and get my FC back up into shape. Mm-hmm. The problem is I've never handled the guild before in my life. <laughs> uh, OK, it's not as hard as you think it is. Right. First thing is um, you only make it's only as hard as you make it really yes, yes. and the more restrictions you have the harder it's going to be one yeah. of the reasons that the LBR uh, free company has been flourishing uh, um, despite uh, our shining personalities obviously that's the main draw <laughs> is we just give everybody invitation access yeah I mean which you might think oh well, well what if you invite the wrong person or a troublemaker comes in then you remove them mm-hmm. right no questions asked don't make it a big thing you fuck up you're gone right yeah, right yeah but don't yeah. try to take this responsibility all on your own I mean obviously if there are other people logging in there are other people who feel the same way that you do they're gonna want to be a part of this too right yeah so work together to make a concerted effort to recruit more people so this is i think i i I would call this like sort of the third iteration of a link shell or uh uh um uh not alliance not free company but uh uh, what would you call it in wow Uh, guild guild, yes so we i think that we've had at least kind of like three different iterations and in 11 you know it that was it's sort of its own thing the link shell in ff14 and now the free company and i think what we learned from running and and keep in mind that this is all highly social that none of this has ever had any kind of like structured raid environment or like nothing any kind of like you know uh continued participation or any kind of like uh, events or anything this is just in terms of allowing it to be a, a, a place where people communicate with one another. And suck our dicks. We have had way more fun once we stopped trying to impose some kind of rule set on and that. And when we stopped having any kind of responsibility. Well, I, well the way we absolved the we the, that was the thing is that it was sort of like a self-imposed responsibility with the FF11 link shell and forums and stuff like that. We sort of took the responsibility upon ourselves to help people sort out problems between each other, to sort of be a leader in our free mm-hmm. company or our our link shell in our uh and in our community and we kind of let that sort of fall away. Same where, thing with the events. Like we don't try to run events. We don't make it like a, a point. Like, all right, we have to have an event this week. Yeah. Because again, that's that's responsibility. I mean, not, not saying that you shouldn't do that, right? I mean, if you want to take that kind of stuff, 
you know, on yourself to try and, uh, you know, uh, get people to start logging in more and coming back around. By all means, there are a lot of people out there that do have great success with it. Although, given that email that we had on the last show, I don't think that it is any more or less successful than just making it a, no. a connection point. Because yeah. that's really all the free company and the link shelf for LBR have ever been has just been a way for Limit Break Radio fans to sort of connect with each yep. other and hang out. And there's really no there's no overwhelming there's no rules. You know, we don't ban people very often. We don't kick people out of the free company of the link shelf very often. Uh, and, you know, it's it's all about creating an environment that you feel is sort of reflective of what you want in your own group. And when you do that, other people will naturally find it. It really helps, though, having a very successful podcast because then people will seek you out. Just saying. Yeah, coming from Hyperion, I mean, it is a little bit of a different player base. It's sometimes you have to really seek out these people because I've, I mean, I've been on Hyperion for most of my playing time, and the way we ran our free company is that when we seen Sprouts, we asked them. You know, you don't, you just don't throw out that that recruitment thing because people will be a little overwhelmed like yep. I don't know what this is yep. you know and stuff like that so just be careful with that kind of aspect yeah maybe of it. Uh, you know take it upon yourself again if you want to try and recruit people start young <laughs> right <laughs> and basically you know go around looking for them of course that would be your piece shut. of advice <laughs> and have a conversation with them you know you see a sprout you know, see if they're new to the server or if they're new to the game. Mm-hmm. Explain to them what a free company is. Let them know, you know, this is, you know, what we have to offer. And at the very least, if you join, even if they don't really seem like, oh, you know, no, no, point out the the benefits of free company buffs. You know, maybe just be like, look, until you find something more permanent or some people you like better, hang out with us. And they might end up staying there anyway. Just try and foster an environment that promotes, uh, you know, friendship and and, and don't take it personally when somebody leaves either like Mm -hmm. you know like it's not a big deal if someone leaves the lbr free company you're not going to get a tell from an hero going well why'd you leave like that's just never a situation that's going to happen it's pretty it's a pretty revolving door fuck that guy but (laughs) it's it's a revolving door policy it's fine and and the thing is is that it won't affect like if you wanted to come back in you immediately come back in i I have a list they're not coming back I, i i think that those things are enormously helpful too and just foster a much more relaxed environment and if that's what you want to be reflected then uh, I think that's how you go about achieving that so I hope that uh, answered your question uh, at least a little bit thank you very much for the call Orpheus we appreciate it Uh, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio Limit Break Radio on Skype 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord Uh, who wants to take this uh, next email Juxta's gonna read it. Oh, all right. Uh, this is from Hero Maniac of Cactar. Which they're in the chat. I see them right now. Yeah, they made a character day just to come to our show. That's what's up. That's the best decision you'll ever make. Uh, hey there, LBR hosts. It's the Hero Maniac right again from Cactar again. I was just listening in to episode 65, and I just wanted to give some clarifications on my cock. I wanted it's to. It's pronounced my cock. It's pronounced my cock. Pronounce my cock. My cock. He's pronouncing it like your cock's in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to just mention that uh, Yafim Saltmore, the home of the weeping city of Mahak, does in fact show up on the Eorzean map. It is southwest of Ishgard and west of Mordona. It is roughly 
20.2, 20.3 on the map of Eorzea you get from zooming out. The label is directly west of the label for Silver Tier Falls and Mordona. Now, hang on. Quick, quick question because, I, and I'm just asking this because I don't remember. Is this an actual graphic that's on the map itself or is this a, like, point of interest that they include sometimes? Uh, I don't think it is. I think it would have to be actually written on the I map itself. I think that's what he means. I think that something's okay. written on the map. Okay. All right. Uh, additionally, we actually have a decent of information on them prior to Voidark, but we are now more able to definitely talk about them with the Voidark story. Let's be Come honest. On. People join LBRFC for the shower or <laughs> Seems like it today. Yeah, seriously. That's the shame room. It's not a shower room. <laughs> for fuck's sake. No, there's a lot of shame going on in there today. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. The, no, the problem is there's no shame in there at all today. Uh, I actually wrote up a few blog posts about it on my alt, which gives uh, more information on the Void Arc, as well as the cities of Mahak, Amtapur, and Nim, and their direct contributions to the Fifth Calamity. I'll link those below if you guys are interested. Keep up the good work, the Hero Maniac of Cactar. Uh, P.S. Here's those links. Uh, I originally posted it in a private forum, so it was too, uh, so it was too big in one blog post, so I had to split it up. And, uh, uh, I'm sure that Kooky will provide those links if anyone's interested in uh, doing some reading. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, again, the War of the Magi has been something that we've gotten indirect references to and I think uh, context references to, but nothing that's been directly involved with any of the storylines as of yet. Uh, so uh, interesting. I, I definitely will, will want to look through these blog posts a little bit later, but uh, we appreciate the uh, email here, Romaniac. Uh, but interesting to know that, you know, there's a little bit more information right, about this. What I'm going to go check out. Uh, actually, no, when the show's over, I'm going to have you pull up your map because I want to see exactly yeah, what Yeah, the map, says. I actually, that's one that I didn't realize and is a bit surprising to me that I hadn't I hadn't seen that before because I've I've poured over the maps quite a bit but then again you know I don't think I was looking westward so right we could have geography time on uh, and, uh, the podcast again Ugh. we do that we've done that enough <laughs> uh, all right and uh, is this last one short yeah this last uh, yeah, one it's is not really nice that relevant short. though basically they say uh, just a short thought uh, with the mog station becoming more popular I noticed that specific dyes like pure white and jet black dyes sell for a lot of gill each a piece some people claim to just spend like 10 bucks just to get a decent amount and sell it on the auction house for gill I I wonder if this was intentional or not from Square Enix. Is this something that should be allowed, or is it really not a big deal to begin with? And I'm pretty sure the ones you get from the Mog House you can't sell. You can't. Right. So it's yeah. two different ones. Those are right. different different dyes. So yeah, right. you can't sell them. Yeah, the ones that you can sell, they only come from retainers, like ventures. Uh, ventures. Yeah, retainer ventures. And so the ones that you're buying on uh, the Mog Station are actually the old versions of those dyes that used to be non-sellable, non-tradable. And uh, the ones that are now brought back from Retainer Ventures are. And the reason that you see such an increase is because they're more popular colors. The mm-hmm. other of those general purpose dyes are, the, you know, they're they're off the beaten path. And so they're uh-huh. less, you know, they're just less I sought after. I made half a mil the other day for the two jet black dyes. 250k each. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I've got four of those Dude. bad boys just sitting in my because. And then here's the thing: is that the jet black dye is not that drastically different from the black. It depends on, on the on, gear. That's what I was going to say. On ninety percent of the gear that you put it on, I, I swear I've I have gone back and forth because matching my 
the the color of the Odin helm, the black on that Odin helm, mm. is really surprisingly difficult. And I'll go between you know regular black and and the jet black, and way too often there's not enough difference. It would be nice if the jet black had some more accent changes on it, but. You know, that's... He digresses. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's... Glamour life. That is going to do it for today's episode of Limit Break Radio. But before we wrap up, we're going to take one final call from Zaris of Genova. Zaris, how's it going? Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, like, you guys are talking about the Palace of the Dead, and I stepped away for a second, so maybe you did bring it up. But you guys are talking about the longevity of it especially with the first 50 floors being brought out Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people um really strive for like the leaderboard thing and with them bringing the leaderboard i think that's going to help a lot Mm -hmm. and as far as the um what's the word the difficulty of it yeah um i mean just going based off of that interview there the difficulty itself i don't think is going to be so much with the monsters but the effects that you're going to get which i know you guys have talked about the in the rng past. yeah yeah i think that that's a really good point that um the debuffs and buffs and the way that those play out during the dungeon and a bit of the rng attached to that is i think going to be the really big challenge there the mobs there's only so challenging that you can make a mob because you just you either turn up its its mechanic difficulty or you adjust the damage that it does there's really only so many things that you could do with mobs but having to react to specific situations that you don't know are going to be laid out in front of you that to me is way more interesting that's been the really interesting part of like dark souls to me is you know it's it's a variable environment that changes every time you hit a bonfire think back to nizul isle getting onto a floor that suddenly had mind flares like increases the not just the difficulty but like you know your motivation your your focus like you're like oh fuck it's the mind flares like everybody fucking pay attention now yeah absolutely absolutely uh zaris you have any shout outs uh not really. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Thanks for calling in uh, to Limit Break Radio. Uh, if uh, if you guys want to call, remember that you got to listen live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, and you can call the show on Skype, over the phone, or on Discord. But that's going to wrap it up for Limit Break Radio here today. It is really hot in the studio. I'm yep. so sticky. Like, you know those hands that you could buy at the quarter machines that would stick to the wall? Yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah. Uh, so, Stick around. Coming up at five o'clock. We've, Stick around. We've got we've got final encounter. We've got final encounter cast coming up over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast. Uh, we're gonna be talking. Ultros in the squirrel room. We're gonna be talking about E three predictions. We're rapidly coming up on E three. We want to hear what your predictions are. Maybe some of your favorite moments from past E threes. That's gonna be over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast, and of course at final encounter cast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in live today, all 200 of you that are watching right now. Thank you guys so much. Hit that follow button, and if you like the show and you want to see the Twitch channel continue to grow, hit that subscription button and subscribe to uh, Limit Break Radio for $4.99 a month on Twitch. Get access to some pretty cool chat emotes and more. If you want to support the show as a show and help the, uh, the podcast grow, head on over to Patreon dot com slash limit break radio and pledge your amount of support per month here to limit break radio help
help us grow Final Encounter Cast and refresh and uh, become the ultimate content network that you know we can become. And uh, coming soon, by the way, lbrnetwork.com. Get hypo! Hypo! Get hypo. That's going to be it for Limit Break Radio. Uh, shout out to Escalia and Nika, who are... Thank you so much for not being here today. Who are at their uh, respective conventions today. Uh, hope that uh, their days went well. And uh, thank you to my crew, Kooky Persona, manning the phone lines, the firewall Kooky Persona. We've also got Papa Woody filling in for Escalia and Nika. And Kala Landis and Juxtaposition, I'm Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Aniro Grigori and Kahlo Landis. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 